Summit Spartans football on WKOM is brought to you in part by Parks Motor Sales, Jones and Lang Sporting Goods, Roof Systems Inc., Right Care, Columbia Franklin Kubota, Ten Pin Alley, Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia, Columbia Foodland, Holland's Pharmacy, Beck Dental Care, Ned Rich and CSH Inc. Brown's Body Shop, Murray Regional Medical Center, Quick Mart, Davis Heating and Cooling, and by Sands Fence Company. With Matt Rogers, here's Mike Epley. You're listening live to the Summit Spartans broadcast for the second season on 101.7 FM and FrontPorchRadioTN.com. Click on 101.7 FM. I'm Mike Epley alongside color commentator Matt Rogers. We are just as excited to deliver it as you are to receive it. It's senior night here. The weather in Spartan country, 76 degrees. It's the fifth straight home game for the defending 5A state champions, 7-0 Summit Spartans. We'll welcome the closest school in the region from Thompson Station, the 3-4 Independence Eagles, for this year's border battle. This is a rivalry game for Summit. The schools are less than 10 minutes away from each other, and social media is exploding this week. Remember last year, game one of the season. What a shootout with Summit pulling away 40-34, and it may have been Destin Wade's best game ever in a Summit Spartan uniform. Wade was 14-20, 257 passing yards, 4 TDs, rushing 23 times for 249, 2 TDs. He accounted for every touchdown in that game. On the other side, Jackson Campbell played very well, 16-28, 212 yards passing, 2 TDs. 17 carries, 137, but he isn't here this year. Last year for Independence, only two regular season losses. One was to Summit and the other to Ravenwood. As we kick it to this year, the current seven region standings at the top four make the playoffs. So right now, Summit will be 3-0, Independence 2-1, Ravenwood 2-1, Brentwood 1-2, Centennial 1-2, and and Franklin 0-3. We'll bring in Matt Rogers. Big rivalry game here tonight. A lot on the line for Region 7. Absolutely, man. Huge rivalry game tonight, Epley. And, I mean, we've been really blessed so far this year with just unbelievable weather. I remember last year we had so many, like, different lightning storms. We even had to delay a game. That has not been the case this year. We've just been blessed with phenomenal weather tonight. I mean, I'm thinking like a high of 65 right here, and this place is going absolutely crazy. Summit Spartan Stadium is absolutely packed, and rivalry games, they don't get any bigger than this, especially in Spring Hill, Region 7. You got crosstown rivals, and you think about if I am the coach for Indy, the way that I'm going to motivate my players right now is, number one, you get city bragging rights. Indy hasn't had that in the last two years. I mean, when I moved here from the West Coast, it was all about independence football. In the last three years, it's been all about the Wade brothers and Summit Spartan football. Indy has a chance to take that back before the Wades retire their jersey legacy and everything Summit. Let's be honest, the Wade brothers put Summit on the map. And the interesting thing is, 
they have only lost one game when both of them played together on the field right here. And, of course, that was the championship game, uh, the state championship game two years ago. So that's another way I'm going to fire up my team if I'm the Independence head coach. Hey, you got a shot at beating the Wade brothers before you never have the chance to play these guys again. And then how about this? How about if we win and we're Independence? We, cl- we get first place. We got the number one seed. We can get home field advantage. So that's a way you got to motivate these players. Here's the challenge, Epley. I don't know if that's going to work because deep down inside, does Independence really think they can take down the Wade brothers? I'm not so sure. But in terms of rivalry games, remind me when I played for Washington, we freaking hated the Oregon Ducks. And we had a better team than them. I'm looking at my Rose Bowl ring right now. It says 11-1. and Unfortunately, that one was a loss to Oregon. And the only reason we ended up going to the Rose Bowl because a very inferior Oregon State Beaver team took down the Oregon Ducks in their rivalry game. So rivalries mean everything. You never know which team is going to show up. And tonight, I think it's a big motivating factor for the Independence Eagles. If they could pull this game out, that would be the only way, and it's because of that motivation. The team captains this year voted on by the players, as we always mention, Cooper Cook being one, Brady Pierce, Destin Wade, and Keaton Wade. So what have you done for me lately? Well, for the offense, just rolling through Ravenwood, Wade had 73 yards passing, no touchdowns. Keaton Wade led the rushes besides Destin Wade with the yardage with 31. But think about this, 53 rush attempts, 440 yards, 27 total first downs, and Wade had 264 off the clip, three TDs, with Keaton Wade 85 yards with one TD. Now, Indy comes into tonight. Coach Coleman talking to him earlier this week. Not sure what they're going to do. He knows there's going to be three linemen, but not sure if they're going to bring outside, inside pressure. Matt, your thoughts on the Summit offense versus the Indy defense? Well, against this defense, and I mean, of course, you got the Wade brothers. I would presume that Coleman, and he, he doesn't really tell us too much about Keaton on offense, but I would presume that he's going to come out firing with Keaton on offense. This is his last rivalry game, his last chance to play independence. He's probably going to let the big dog eat tonight as much as he possibly can. I, I would presume he come out. But who knows? Coleman, he kind of likes to keep his uh, cards close to his chest when it comes to Keaton on offense. We all know, we've seen it. If Keaton is at the halfback position, it puts a ton more pressure and complexities on the defensive coordinator on the opposite side of the ball because now not only do you have to contain Destin Wade, you also got to try to take down his brother, which we have seen is pretty much impossible. We've seen other defenses, the Blackmans, the Ravenwoods, the Beaches, that they had good defensive game plans. They had their kids in the right spot and you just can't take these two Wade brothers down so I think either way uh, Coleman's going to do what Coleman's going to do Summit's going to do what they do they're going to run the ball 90% of the time and you're going to see some big plays from Destin Wade I would presume that uh, Independence is going to try to solidify that edge and try to keep contain as best as possible the key word there is try we haven't seen anybody really be uh, been able to do that I feel like in the beginning of the Blackman game, they kind of had something going, a little bit momentum. But sooner or later, usually by the end of the first quarter, that kind of buckles and Destin does what Destin does. So I kind of feel like Summit offense, 90% run, Indy defense, 
possibly an odd man front with those outside backers creeped on the outside to really try to contain Wade. But whether you can or not, we haven't been able to see that yet. So for the Indy offense, it's going to be a concern for Coach Coleman. But head coach Scott Blades for the Eagles will not let up off the gas pedal. He loves the air raid, throwing the ball. And will be led by the tight end slash wide receiver, Ohio State commitment, Ty Lockwood. A lot of change from last year's Coach Blades offense, as I mentioned earlier in the broadcast. This season, quarterback Joseph Cummings will sit and throw screens, fades, crossing routes to try to conquer the Summit defense. But remember, Cummings is not a runner. He's just a passer. And Keaton Wade did not play in this game last year. So what would he do? So, Matt, your thoughts on the Summit defense versus the Indy offense. So here's why I think... If Independence has a shot at winning this game, here's why I think they can. Joseph Cummings, the quarterback for Independence. Here's why. Before you before you get a little too hype, here's why. Historically, we saw Ravenwood's Florida State quarterback. He's a runner. He couldn't do anything. The two teams that have passed the most on Summit is Brentwood and Blackman. And those are the two teams that have pretty much played the closest game to Summit. Brentwood, a couple times you and I looked at each other during that game like, holy smokes, is Brentwood actually going to compete and play this game out? But Brentwood had the most passing yards against this defense at 218 passing yards. Their quarterback, uh, he threw that night for a total of 218 yards, like I said. He had a pretty good game. That was uh, Davis White. For the Brentwood Bruins. Now, Joseph Cummings is a little bit of a step above that. He's going to do a lot of quick passes. Now, here's the interesting thing, Ampley, before you turn the page on this one. I would think that Coleman, I would think that their defensive court, I would think that they would try to bring pressure on Joseph Cummings because typically when you have a, a passer that likes to stay in the pocket, they usually don't like pressure. To beat a quarterback like Joseph Cummings, you got to bring pressure, and that's what other teams have done. But Coleman has kind of given us the inclination that he's not going to bring pressure. He's going to drop Destin Wade. I think that's a bad idea. I think that Ke- gives... Ke- Ke- yeah, he's, I'm sorry. Yeah, he's going to drop Keaton Wade. I think that's a bad idea because now you give Joseph Cummings the opportunity to get comfortable, to show, to, to, to hit those quick passes. I mean, I'm telling you right now, number seven, River Katina, number four, Ty Lockwood. These are great receivers. These kids are really, really good. Steel, uh, um, River Katina burnt the, the best uh, defensive back for Lipscomb University in game two. Like, these kids can make plays, and they're going to be motivated tonight. I think if Coleman and if Coach Taylor give Joseph coming time, I think it could pose some ignition for the Independence Eagles. It's going to be interesting to see what adjustments they make. But, again, early on, if Summit doesn't bring pressure, I think you might see Independence move the football. Injuries, Mason Richardson, back sprain, but they say he's going to go. We, we do not know. It's literally a game-time decision. Richardson was cleared this morning to play. So Thad Hill or Mason Richardson, but Matt, that's the those are the that's the, really the only injury to Summit. Yeah, and it's interesting. You know, last week he was so bummed out, Mason Richardson, yeah. uh, that he had to miss that. It was kind of a fluke injury. He was doing squats and he and he spasmed his back. And 
And I remember walking down to him last week before the Ravenwood game and trying to give him some words of encouragement, just letting him know, listen, man, this is a marathon, not a sprint. I know that Ravenwood's a big game. The TV was here last week, and, you know, and, and he felt bad missing it. But in the scheme of things, what really matters is playoffs. And now you come into Independence. It's a rivalry game because kids out here, they either go to Independence or they go to Summit. So for Mason to be at Summit and have the opportunity to play Independence, uh, I, I hope this is the right decision for him. I know they're going to be monitoring his back closely. But, again, if I'm, missing, if I'm Mason Richardson, I try not to get too emotional in terms of, hey, I need to get in this game, I need to get in this game for him right now. Especially, I mean, this game should be a double-digit margin win for Summit. Should, again. Uh, I don't think it's it's more important for Mason Richardson to stay healthy than to play in this game. So the fact that he's cleared, I hope he really is cleared and he has no pain at all because we would hate to see him out for a longer time when they go in the playoff stretch. If you're just tuning in to 101.7, it's senior night. It's going to be a little bit later for the kick as uh, the cheerleaders, uh, football players being introduced, the seniors here. So let's go inside the numbers. Summit 7-0, and zero, navy blue and orange. Wins over Henry County 50-14. Win over Spring Hill COVID. Win over Brentwood 27-14. Win over Blackman 55-20. Win over Centennial 36-0. Win over Beach 39-7. Win over Ravenwood 49-28. Offensively, Summit scores 42.7 points per game. Defensively, giving up 13.8. Indy 3 and 4. Green, blue, and gold uniforms. The losses would be CPA 48-21, Lipscomb Academy 62-7, Pope John Paul 56-38, and East, I checked that, Brentwood last week, 2017. The win, Centennial 35-0, Franklin 38-7, East Nashville 40-18. Indy scores 28 points per game, gives up, this is, this is the number. 30.2. That's where if you pull all of this together and watch it, that 30.2, and with the Wade brothers, that's probably the key, or one of the keys. Can they slow down the Wade brothers? Matt, what sticks out to you when you look at this? I mean, exactly what you said. I mean, And that's, that's kind of what has been the thorn in Indy's side all year because, again, they have a solid quarterback. They have an average offensive line to get the job done, and they have really, really good receivers. I mean, number eight, you got Jack Rummel. That's a transfer from Illinois. Number four, Ty Lockwood, the future Ohio State commit. And then, of course, number seven, River Katina. These are great receivers and really, really good receivers. What happens is the defense of Independence gives up so many points, and they've struggled that by halftime or the third quarter, now Indy finds themselves down two and three touchdowns. Well, they ain't going to run the ball anymore. You can't run a balanced offense. So it's easier to scheme against a team when you really, really know that they're only going to pass the ball, which is what Blade's fantastic at. He runs that, yeah, he, he, he runs that West Coast-style offense. He spreads it out, and again, he's got good players. But when you know that the team is going to pass, it, it, it really limits what they can do, and it really opens up a lot of different options for the defense. And if Indy can slow the game down tonight, try to keep, the, try to keep Summit's offense off the field as quick as possible and really kind of string out long drives and put some points on the board, Indy can be in a position to make this a game. As they're still introducing the uh, seniors for 
Summit. If you're just tuning in to 101.7, it's going to be a little bit later kick, I would say around 15 after, maybe 10. Great crowd here, Matt, for sure. Every seat in the house taken. Oh, yeah. I mean, Even this, on both sides. Even on both, and this is just a dream come true for, for high school football. I mean, again, growing up on the West Coast, it was not like this. You know, it, it just it just wasn't. Football Friday nights was always great, but it's different, man. Football in the South is absolutely different. I remember going to a football game, a high school football game in Texas uh, once when I was a uh, freshman in college, and I had never seen anything like that. And this comes pretty darn close to Texas football, especially, I mean, it's just so cool. Being in a small town like Spring Hill and just the enthusiasm, the... The passion that these parents have. I was picking my daughter up from middle school today, and, and that middle school she goes to, Heritage, for the most part filters into Independence. And all of the administration at Heritage all had their indie stuff on, and you know, and these administration ladies, they're so excited about the football game tonight. You just don't see that in too many places besides Tennessee, Texas. So it's it's really contagious, and it's electrifying to be here. It, it, it's uh, it's awesome, man. It's awesome. Matt, what are the keys to the game? tonight for Summit. Keys to the game tonight for Summit. I mean, look at man. The the script doesn't change when you're the Summit Spartans and you have the offensive line that they have. You have the Wade brothers that they have. And here's the script. Don't make any stupid mistakes. The only way we're going to lose this game is if we beat ourselves and no stupid penalties. I mean, Summit has done a couple things, in my opinion, to make some games tighter than they should have been, like the Brentwood game or the beginning of the Blackman game or the beginning of the Ravenwood game. And at the end of the day, it wasn't because these other teams were better than them. It was just that Summit would shoot themselves in the foot by just doing dumb stuff. If if they don't do that, which I don't presume that they will, I think this could be one of those games where you're looking at about a 28-7 halftime score and an, an, end, an end score of something like 55-7 to Summit. We've seen it so many times. And usually they get off to a fast start and they do really well when they don't make those mistakes. The starters for offense, I'm going to go ahead and give you those. That way we don't have to do it in the game. Let's go to the offensive line. It's senior night. Let's start with a senior. Matt Mullen, the three-year starter, six foot four, 270 pounds. Left guard, senior, Jack Bauer, one-year starter, six foot two, 200 pounds. S- center, three-year starter, senior, Tyler Garber, six foot 220. Right guard, another senior, Cooper Cook, 6'4", 250. Right tackle, another senior, Mason Richardson, 6'4", 260. The starting quarterback will be senior, Destin Wade, 215. Receiver, senior at the Z position, Brady Pierce, 5'1", 175. Senior tight end, Tanner Shake, 6'2", 220. Junior receiver Austin Harvey will be another one you see, and also senior Brandon King will come out as well. And sophomore running back. Feed the baby. Dominic Hollis. I love him. So we got all seniors, one junior with Austin Harvey and the sophomore. Feed the baby. He's so elusive, man. It's so fun to watch Dominic Hollis touch the ball. He had a fantastic game last week against Ravenwood. You just don't know what he's going to do. I always compare him to like a baby Darren Sproles. He's shifty. He's quick. And he's got that juke button, man. Like I haven't seen too many sophomores have. It could be really fun watching him carry the ball tonight and like I always say feed the baby. I love me some Dominic Hollis. On defense it's a 3-4 from Kirk
Kurt Taylor, defensive coordinator. Senior Ryan Smith on one side of the line, six foot two thirty. On the other side, two-year starter sack machine, six foot five, two twenty-five. Mason or Maddox Reed in the middle is Johnny Salone, senior, five foot ten, two hundred and ten pounds. In the middle at linebacker, junior Finley Jamison, five foot ten, one seventy. In the middle, also two-year starter, senior, five foot ten, one eighty. Jacob Turner on the outside, four-year starter, Jack linebacker, six foot five, two thirty-five. Keaton Wade on the other side, Brady Hendricks, junior, six foot one ninety. Corners, Noah Phelps, senior, five foot ten, one sixty. Senior John Dippold, five ten, one seventy. Safeties, senior Brady Pierce, as we already mentioned, height and weight, and then other free the free safety will be Aiden Bird, junior, 5'10", 170. Yeah, and I think, I mean, for again, for independence, that's going to be a key. I think Joseph Cumming and these receivers can can have the potential to throw on Feltz, on Dippold. Uh, you got Brady Pierce, one of the best high school safeties around right now in Middle Tennessee. That guy's a freaking stud. I call him the man of steel. He lays the hat. And what I mean by that is he runs downhill, and if you catch that ball over the middle, be prepared to take one in the mouth because that's what Brady Pierce does best. It's really fun to watch him back there. I think an unsung hero on the defense for me is Johnny Sloan at nose tackle. It's such a tough position when you're running a 3-4 defense, especially at the high school level, because Johnny Sloan gets double and triple teamed every single play, which opens it up for people like Ryan Smith, for people like Maddox Reed. Maddox Reed leads the, te- leads the team in sacks, and it's because Johnny Sloan takes the brunt of that rush, the double team, triple team. So Maddox Reed and Ryan Smith, maybe they could get uh, some sacks tonight on Cummings. Andy will be on the far side in the blue pants, white jerseys, gold helmet. The home team, last home game of the regular season, but you win this game, you'll have some home games in the playoffs. It will be Summit, blue jerseys, white pants, not blue on blue tonight, and with the white helmet. And we mentioned the captains, so we're going to take our commercial break. When we come back, we're going to have the kick between Indy and Summit on 101.7 FM. Visit your local Buick and GMC dealership first for new or pre-owned cars, trucks, and SUVs. Parks Motor Sales. At Parks, professional sales staff makes shopping easy. Buick and GMC financing can put you in the vehicle you want. And certified technicians keep vehicles running great. Experience the new Buick at Parks Motor Sales. Go online to parksmotorsales.com. Find your favorite vehicle. Then stop by Parks at 919 Nashville Highway for a test drive. Parks GMC. We are professional. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter like the stair that only creaks when everyone else in the house is asleep American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning built to a higher standard Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. 
One-stop shopping. That's why so many people shop Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Fiat of Columbia. As the number one volume CDJR dealer in Tennessee, we offer the largest selection of new Ram, Jeep, Dodge, and Chrysler vehicles. And when you have the largest selection of new, you have the largest selection of used, too. Combine that with state-of-the-art fast, accurate service, and you've got Tennessee's number one volume dealer. Shop online at Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia.net. Middle Tennessee's Ram Truck and Jeep Headquarters. You can count on us. Based on combined retail and fleet sales, is awarded by Chrysler in the state of Tennessee in 2019. At Murray Regional Medical Center, we know being at home is always your first choice. Our home services team helps you as you recover at home by providing individualized care, progress monitoring, and reporting to your doctors. Whether you need nursing care, rehabilitation services, home health aids, or disease management, Murray Regional's Home Services offers the care you need. Services are available in Murray, Marshall, Lawrence, Williamson, Lewis, Giles, Wayne, and Hickman Counties. For more information, visit murrayregional.com or call 931-490-4600. Brown's Body Shop has two locations to provide your vehicles with high-quality body and frame repairs, the best paint jobs, and custom body fabrications. Brown's Body Shop has been successful for more than 50 years because of their highly trained personnel, competitive prices, superior customer care, and timely service. Don't put off body repairs or that custom paint job at Fenders. Go to Brown's Body Shop today. 1505 Nashville Highway in Columbia, 129 Alpha Drive in Franklin. At CSH, we know the sport of football builds discipline, character, and work ethic. Three common characteristics of winners. It's a sport where we drowns out me. Leadership is nurtured, and that's why CSH supports all Murray County football teams and want to say a special thanks and good luck to every player, coach, volunteer, and parent of this year's teams from youth programs, middle schools, and high schools. We know football builds men that make a difference. Let's go. Roofing isn't something you think about until you need it. When you do, let Roof Systems, Inc. be your first call. Roof Systems, Inc. is locally owned and has been providing excellent service since 1983. From repairing roofs on small homes or installing new roofs for large commercial retailers, no job is too big or too small. Why choose Roof Systems, Inc.? Well, in our customers' words, best experience I've had with construction-related business. Honest, professional, friendly, and affordable. Call today, 931-398-5977. That's 931-398-5977. Hey folks, it's Chandler Anderson from the Right Care Primary Care and Pediatric Clinic. Folks, we are open from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. Monday through Thursday. We provide pediatric care, primary care, and even urgent care if you need to get in during those hours. Our provider there is Kelly Kelly. She does DOT exams as well as well woman exams, and she does our pediatric well child physicals. So, folks, if you're looking for the right care and a provider that's not going anywhere, come see us at the Right Care Primary Care and Pediatric Office. Summit Spartans Football on WKOM is brought to you in part by Parks Motor Sales, Jones & Lang Sporting Goods, Roof Systems, Inc., Right Care, Columbia Franklin Kubota, Tin Pin Alley, Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia, Columbia Foodland, Holland's Pharmacy, Beck Dental Care, Ned Rich and CSH, Inc., Brown's Body Shop, Murray Regional Medical Center, Quick Mart, Davis Heating and Cooling, and by Sands Fence Company. With Matt Rogers, 
Here's Mike Epley. And here we go. We just finished the national anthem. Welcome in, everybody. If you don't have 101.7, join us on FrontPorchRadioTN.com. Tie up the cleats, adjust the shoulder pads, button the chin strap, look at heaven and acknowledge what has happened and what <laughs> hasn't, and get the final orders from the coach and hit the gridiron. Yeah. And here we go. John Dippold and uh, Brandon King will be back for the Spartans. You ready, man, or what? Oh, my God, I can't breathe. Rivalry week. No, this is awesome, man. It is uh, atmosphere is nothing like it. It's absolutely fantastic. I am ready to go. Anytime you start with a little welcome to the jungle, some GNR for a game of kickoff, I mean, how can you not be excited? And the kicker, Sam Hickey for... Indy. Back at the six-yard line will be the Summit Spartan players. The ball is on the 40. 12 minutes on the scoreboard where it says 2025A state champions. The kick is off to King over his head into the end zone, and it's a touchback. Matt, here comes the electrifying number one, Dustin Wade. Yeah, and I can see running out on the field. He's starting with the baby back there. He is a, Keaton Wade is not starting at tailback, but uh, I presume that uh, I'm going to call right now, Epley. First play of the game, we're going to see a quarterback read zone, and he's either going to give it to the running back, he's either going to give it to the baby, Dominic Hollis, or Dustin Wade's going to keep it. Wade's in the shotgun. Hollis off the right hip. Man in motion will be Pierce coming across. Pierce will get it. Behind two blockers, he pounds his way to the 35 yards. All right, I was only halfway right. He gave the fly sweep to Pierce. That's when Pierce comes down in the line in motion. Full speed ahead. Receives the handoff and gets a nice gain to pop this out. Again, that right side, that offensive line, man. I mean, this is just all seniors. Cooper Cook, Mason Richardson. They get that reach block, secure the edge. I mean, that that's their go-to play for sure. Two receivers on the right, two on the left. They're kind of stacked, so you know it. And now Dominic Hollis, no, Wade keeps it, jukes one, two, and three, and he goes down, but he doesn't get the first down. Three yards for Wade, it's going to be third and two. Yeah, that's a nice tackle right there by Needham, the sophomore on Indy. And you can see, like you said, they're running, Independence is running like a 3-3 stack. They have three down linemen, three linebackers stacked behind those D linemen, and that's really hard for an offensive lineman to pick up. I like Indy's defense coming out right here third and two on the 28 we're, we are one minute into the game everyone's standing as we start wade's gonna power it wade comes off the right wade gets the first down to the 34 now mark him at the 35 seven yard run for wade yeah that time they brought those linebackers down on the line so they had six guys across the line not a good look against this offensive line all seniors probably one of the best offensive line in middle tennessee right now and they're going back to the three-three stack now, and that's gonna that's gonna that could potentially have some problems for the O line. Tight end on the right, two receivers on the left. Wade in the gun, first down for Summit. He's gonna throw it. He's got it to Brady Pierce at the 40, 45, 50. 
And he's going to spin his way down to the 49, so they cross Indy territory with the big play of 16 yards. Yeah, Summit is uh, smart picking up those reads. I'm glad to see Coleman go to the pass game this early on. Independence is really keying hard on that run game. And I'm telling you right now, this defense is going to make Destin Wade throw. They're going to say, if you want to beat us, you're going to have to go to the air. And Destin Wade responds with, okay, that's fine. I can do that too. Remember the stats we read to you on Destin Wade. Over 500 yards against Indy last year. It was game number one. Could he do it again? The diaper man, <laughs> Hollis, comes over, comes over four yards for him. I love I, it. Hey, he's a speedster, and I talked to Coach Coleman, and I, I'm going to kind of take your thunder, Matt, a little bit, but he really likes this guy. Yeah, he's shifty and he's quick. He called the diaper man, feed the baby. I mean, a solid gain of six right there. I like that too, Epley, because we know he's shifty. We know he can run laterally. One thing we really haven't seen from Dominic Hollis that we saw right there is him just running downhill, putting his head down, and picking up those extra yak yards. That was a good run for him. He showed me something different. A little bit different look for Summit right now. They're in the pistol. That's half the shotgun. Hollis is right behind Wade. He will hand to Hollis. Hollis hits in the seam. What a tough run for about eight yards. First down Summit to the 37. Fantastic job up front by Taylor Garber, man. Just opening a hole. Him and Cooper Cook on the right-hand side. And it's just pick a lane. Hollis has wide open lanes to hit this thing. And that is exactly what Coleman likes to see, his offensive line. Making holes big enough that you can drive a nice Subaru through. 8.47, start of the game, Summit against Indy. The border battle. That's what they call it, don't they, Matt? Yes, they do. The Spring Hill border battle. Here we go. And the fly sweep to Brady Pierce. Jukes one, slips down. He gains two as he kind of dives forward to the 35-yard line. The interesting thing I saw about that is, is, is that was the first play of the game that they ran and they went back to the well. I wonder if Coleman sees something in the defense that he really likes that play against that look. It paid off for him on the first play, but that time they only got a gain of two. Going towards the scoreboard at the stadium. Eight minutes left in the first quarter. Second and eight on the 35-yard line. Two wide receivers to the right. They're on the right hash. Still in the pistol. Hollis behind Wade. He will hand to Hollis. Hollis gets up into the defense again and will go to the 24-yard line, 11-yard game. That was such an interesting look by the Independence Eagles defense. They have those three men down, so that's the odd man front, and they are just shooting those backers right on the line. What it's doing is it's taking Destin Wade's run out of the equation, and now it's giving him an opportunity to feed the baby, and he is responding. Dominic Hollis having a big game so far. First and 10 on the 24. Knocking at the red zone would be the Spartans. Wade's going to waggle left. He's going to set back up, throw it. Whoa! It hits Pierce off the left shoulder a little bit behind him. Goes way in the air. Could have been intercepted, but incomplete. Yeah, absolutely. And, and those are one of the things that Destin's really going to have to work on, especially when he gets to the next level. Again, you got a receiver downfield about seven, eight yards. You do not have to show off your arm strength in that situation. He had him wide open, and he Brett farved that thing right at his face. And the receiver, it's almost hard. You can't even get your hands up quick enough to even react to that speed ball. 
you don't need to throw that ball, and, and you're lucky, or you're right, he got lucky that that wasn't a pick. So we have the two-by-two two look again for Summit, second and ten on the 24. And it's basically a stack. And Hollis will run it. Hollis makes one miss, two miss, and he's down. He gains about five to six yards. It's going to bring up third and four. Missed opportunity for the senior there, Tom Stachertsky. He was in a position to, ta- uh, to tackle Hollis for a loss. This Independence defensive game plan, like we've seen with other teams, Beach, Ravenwood, they they put their players in the right position. They just got to make the play. Well, put your player in position. <laughs> Let's put in Keaton Wade one time. Yeah, you could tell. This is when Coleman's like, you know what? I don't like that you're almost stopping my offense. I'm going to bring in the brother. Third and four. They need four on the 18 in the red zone. Keaton's going to block for him. And here he goes. That's the way into the secondary and down to the five-yard line. Wade goes for 13. Yeah, it's just an absolute game changer. Hunter Howard right there with the uh, score-saving tackle. Keaton Wade goes as a lead block, and it's just a basic quarterback draw. And you get, I mean, look, I don't know exactly what Coleman's saying on the sideline, but it's probably something like this. I'm tired of this. Keaton, get in there and block for your brother. It's pretty much that. That's exactly right. Hey, Sam Stallone's in now uh, as they package everything in the phone booth, as I mentioned. Everything is in. Keaton Wade's in the backfield with Destin off the right side. Keaton will get it. Keaton cannot break tackles, and Keaton Wade, for the first time all year, goes backwards for a loss of six. First time I've seen that with you. That was a nice tackle by Zach Dean on Independence. Again, if anyone's watching or listening, do not tackle Derrick Henry. Do not tackle Keaton Wade. Do not tackle Destin Wade above the belt buckle. If you're smart like Zach Dean, grab the legs and hold on and wait for the Calvary, and that's what he did there. Second down and 11 on the 11-yard line. Summit driving. 5.23 left in the first quarter. Wade fakes it to Pierce. Wade. Wade's going to try to get in. Wade's getting the yardage back and some more. He's down to the three. So he gained eight yards. Yeah, a nice gain of eight yards. And look at So far, for me, this is a victory for independence. Like, normally I'm not into moral victories. You want to stop them. But this is the first time we've seen a Summit opening drive take seven minutes to score. This Independence defense is playing stingy tonight. We talked about rivalry games at the beginning. You're seeing it firsthand here. This is one of the better defensive packages and schemes that we've seen against Summit. Single wide receiver, Brady Pierce to the right. To the left, or uh, two by two, or two by, should I say, a stack with Keaton Wade in front of Brandon King. Wade, Destin Wade's going to run it. Wade's in the end zone. Wade scores. Yep. There you go. We're going to try to spread those guys out and make them think they're going to do something shifty over there with Keaton Wade and just let your offensive line block for you. And Keaton, I'm sorry, Destin Wade walked into the end zone untouched right there. And, hey, we've seen this before. Summit, score, right off the bat. It took them a little bit longer than normal. And this is this is what I was telling you, Eppley. This is, look at, I'm trying to be a little subjective here. But this is good for independence because now, if let's just say their offense, I was going to see. I'll let you say the kick is good. Oh, the kick is good for Ryan Crane. Yeah, I was just going to say, if independence can put a drive together here 
and suck the rest of the four and a half minutes off the clock and put some points on the board, even if it's three points. That is what you want to do if you're going to play in a game with the Summit Spartans. You don't want to get into a shootout with them. You don't want to run a no huddle. I'm interested to see what Blade does here in terms of the offense. I'm thinking it's going to be a lot of quick passes. Joe Cummings is going to want to get rid of that ball as fast as possible. But again, if they can put together a drive, keep this game tight. If you keep yourself in the game, that might make Summit panic a little bit. Nice drive for Summit. Matt, it took six first downs and three third down conversions for Summit to score. Yeah, we haven't seen that many third downs on a Summit drive all season. Wow. We really haven't. I mean, Brentwood, there was a couple close, but not, you know, not seven-minute drives. The Summit offense isn't used to three third downs in one series. That's why That's why I kind of gave, you know, hey, that was pretty good for Independence, even though they gave up a touchdown at the end. 433 first quarter. If you're just tuning in, seven for Summit, zero for Indy. Travis Arrington, the junior, will put it on the 40-yard line for Summit. Back to receive for Indy. River Katina in the middle. Does it get to him? No, it's a squib. And a little pooch goes out of bounds at the 35. I don't get it, man. They've been doing that all year. I don't understand those squib kicks. I, at first, I thought, you know, they're afraid of the returner, but you can't be afraid of the returner every single game, Epley. I mean, it puts a lot of stress on your defense, letting the other team start at the 40-yard line, and that's what we've seen pretty much all year. Summit has responded, and their defense has done well, but I don't care who you are or where you're at. You don't want to give the offense the ball on the 40-41 yard line every single series. And here we go. A little switch here is they're going to get a little bit more speed on the line. We did mention uh, Maddox research. Johnny Salone will be out of here right now, uh, and it will be Davis Sane coming in on the line to get a little bit more speed. And running back will be Trey Hartwell, quarterback, senior Joseph Cummings. And they'll hand Keaton Wade missed the tackle, another missed tackle, another missed tackle, and a great run by the running back, Trey Hartwell, to get about eight yards. Yeah, they're coming with three down linemen. Like you said, they pulled out slow and they put in Sane for some more speed. But the interesting thing was they lined Keaton Wade up down as one of the three down linemen. Not something we've seen so far this year. I think Coleman might have been holding out on us on that call that we had with him because uh, we didn't talk about Keaton Wade lining up in a three-point stance tonight. We haven't seen that all year. And they're going to give Hartwell six yards, not eight. It's second down and four on the 47. Indy trails seven to zero. And that was a run play called. And we have movement, no call. Throwing it to the outside and great coverage as he picks up Brady Hendricks. Nails Jack Rumble when he hit it. Yeah, again, you can see right there, Joseph Cummings getting rid of the ball quick. I don't know if he's keying on Keaton Wade, thinking he's going to have, uh, or he's not going to have enough time. I think he let that ball go a little bit quick. He kind of caught Rummel off guard, but uh, nonetheless incomplete, and it's going to bring up, what, third and five now for Independence. On the 47, like you said, it's incomplete pass, so a lot of pressure going to come in now, you would think, on Cummings. Maybe they just drop it back. Who knows? A big down for any to keep this thing going. 7-0 Summit leads. And going to hand it off. Hartwell didn't get it. He needed four. He got three. 
Now he's he, at the 50. He's going to be short here, about fourth and one. And here's why it goes back to that kickoff being such a bad idea. Now Blade's in a position where you're going to go for it. If he was back on the 20-yard line, you're punting. But now because you're on the 50, they're going to go for it, and it gives Independence a chance to keep this drive alive, opposed to not having a drive had they done a regular kickoff. Fourth and one on the midfield. And trying to draw Summit off sides, not jumping. And we got a whistle and a timeout. And we'll take one as well. 345, first quarter, seven Summit, zero Indy. Built upon a solid foundation of cast iron and steel, the Kubota L-Series tractor is the number one selling compact tractor in the U.S. for over 10 years. Powerful Kubota diesel engine, ease of operation, and your choice of a Kubota gear or HST transmission. The durable Kubota L-Series. Talk to your local Kubota dealer today to schedule a demo. Go to KubotaUSA.com for full disclaimer. Call or come by Columbia Kubota or Franklin Kubota or visit them online at ColumbiaKubota.com or FranklinKubota.com. Welcome back in. Fourth and one on the 50. 101.7. FrontPorchRadioTN.com. Indy needs one yard. After the timeout, they're going to go for it. And they get it. Up the middle. Keaton Wade's got to save the tackle. And you can hear the fans on the other side as Hardwell goes down to the 35-yard line, a 15-yard run. Yeah, again, great call right up the middle. You got Hardwell running downhill. I mean, he got him in stride for the first down and more. And again, this is going to put Indy in a position to make this a game, make it a drive. And now they're down to the 35-yard line, knocking on the door. All right, Johnny Salone is now in. Has put a little bit more meat up the middle. And... A tackle made on Hartwell was Jamison, gain of about five. It's going to be really interesting to me to see what Taylor does here, the defensive coordinator for the Summit Spartans, because he came out with three down linemen and really dropped his linebackers and his safeties and corners, thinking they were going to pass. Blades responded and said, all right, you're going to do that. We're going to run the football, and it's working for the Eagles. On the 29-yard line, Indy will throw one down the line to River. Katina gets it, and the first down is a tackle by Brady Pierce down to the 21 eight-yard pass play. Yeah, keeping Cummings in the rhythm. You want him to throw the ball, everything quick, get a completion. He does right there to his favorite uh, receiver, Katina. A nice little one-step turnaround to that wide out and let him get you those yak yards, which he did yards after catch, first down for the Eagles. The Eagles in no hurry. And they shouldn't be. I've, this is what my complaint about other coaches all year with you, Epley. This is good for independence. Slow the game down. Keep Destin Wade off the field. On the 21-yard line, it will be Cummings looking over to get the play. Hartwell's going to run it. Man, that's the best play for Summit defense. At the bottom, it's Johnny Sloan and Maddox Reed. Big Johnny Sloan says, you can double-team me, triple-team me, but you can't run the football on me. That was all Sloan right there. What a great play by the big senior defensive tackle. No gain for Hartwell. Second down and 10, 21-yard line. Indy with the football trailing 7-0. Summit scored on the first possession. Took a little bit longer than we thought. Pressure by Reed. Going to get it out. And a big hit on the outside by Brady Pierce. But hung on. 
and it is complete, and that is Rummel. Yeah, what a great catch by Rummel. Brady Pierce coming downhill. The man of steel, like I told you to, man. Brady Pierce loves to drill people and make them pay for catching the football on his field. We said it pregame that it was going to happen, and you heard the crowd's reaction right there. Brady Pierce lit up Rummel, but it doesn't matter. He caught it. He held on to it, and it's first down independence. And goal, knocking on the door. On the eight-yard line, it will be in the shotgun. Hartwell is the back off the right side, will cross left and try to run it up the middle. No can do, probably a yard into the teeth, and they're going to give him two yards to the six. Yeah, and I'll tell you, man, regardless of the outcome here, whether Independence gets zero points, three points, or seven points, this is what they wanted to do. They're juicing the clock. They're taking their time. They're taking up all of the play clock that they can, and they're keeping Destin Wade off the field. Sometimes a good offense is almost disguising a good defense, and what I mean by that is defensively, you're keeping number one off the field and Independence is doing that. Keaton Wade coming in from the right side of the defense. He blitzes his own and I knew he was coming and I caught it. He met Hardwell nailed it for a loss of one. That was unbelievable. He smelt it out and they went to the well one too many times. Keaton Wade, you can only keep him quiet for so long. They tried to go back to Hartwell and holy smokes, number seven gave him a new tattoo. He felt that because I felt it from up here in the booth. I noticed it when Keaton got on the line. He was coming down. Third and five. I would not run a play here if I was Independence. Well, they run it. They're going to. They need it. Go to go. Throwing it to the end zone. Incomplete. Over the hands. Coverage by Aiden Bird. Tried to get it to Hudson Cobb. Yeah, he he had uh, he had his receiver right there wide open, and Cummings overthrew him a little bit again. That's why I would not have run a play there. I'd let Joseph Cummings take a deep breath, let the quarter end, and be knocking on the door. Now would they're in a position. Kick, would you not kick the field goal here? Eight seconds to get something in a normal football game. I would but I think because they're playing Summit in Summit's house and they probably figure they're not going to get too many opportunities like this they're going for it and I think they take another shot at number four their big uh, their big tight end because he's got single coverage on him that's Ty Lockwood all right here we go Keaton Wade trying to get pressure can't get in and it's a touchdown on a slant route to River to Keith Katina River Katina on the slant route single coverage and he stuck him right there Cummings to Katina and holy smokes Epley we have a football game here in Spring Hill Tennessee in Summit Spartans rivalry games baby this is what it's all about and independence did not come here to lose tonight and you gotta figure what are the Summit Spartans thinking right now because they they haven't felt this and they haven't been in this situation before well they're usually in this situation in the first half the fourth quarter if they if we get there then then we have something seven seven both teams with long drives literally uh summit's going to get the ball with three seconds left in the first quarter we're going to stay here and that's what Independence wanted to do as Hartwell ran the ball well, Cummings threw the ball well. But listen, hey, I'm not, I'm not going to hit the, the panic button here. Henry <laughs> right. County scored first. Ravenwood scored first. So we've seen this play 
over and over this year. Now, what we haven't seen is a fourth quarter where Summit has to be in a one-possession game. We have not seen that. Yeah, I just I think, you know, back to your very first question of the night, how important are rivalry games? Rivalry games change the tempo of everything. It You throw records out the window. You throw player out the window. It, I mean, rivalry games do something to football players, especially at the high school level, that nothing else can do. It gives them hope and belief. And Independence showed up tonight with that hope and belief. And right now they're in a football game. Here we go, and this is going to go back deep in the end zone. So Summit will run a play in the first quarter with three seconds left. Seven to seven is the score. Well, we'll see what we'll see what happens. Is Coach Coleman's going to talk to the offense, and Hollis will come out at tailback. Twenty-yard line. Where Summit started the last possession. Great kicker and Sam Hickey, the senior, put two in the end zone. Wade in the shotgun off the left hash. We'll hand to Hollis. Hollis, and we got a flag, and this might be a face mask. Hollis is a loss of one off the right side. But let's see. Hold everything. The flag was thrown in the vicinity of Hollis where he was running the football. It's either holding or face mask. I've got to think one of the two will be called here. Face mask on Indy. So that's going to be the end of the quarter, I believe. Yeah, and Blade for the Independence Eagles, he does not like that at all. They, they're coming out with a good defensive scheme. They, you know, they're, they're I don't want to say shutting down the run, but, but they're, they're, they're stopping plays shorter than we've seen in the past. And right there they had a tackle for a loss. And that's just a dumb, dumb mistake. We're at the end of one. The score is seven to 7-7. Seven. Summit and Indy. It's the border battle on 101.7. We'll be back after these messages. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at tenpin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. The Summit Spartans play on WKOM. With Matt Rogers, here's Mike Epley. Welcome back in. Start of the second quarter, 7-7 seven to seven is the score. As Hollis will go juking left and cut back right, and Hollis will get about 
three yards after the penalty, so to bring up second down and about four for the Summit Spartans. Yeah, and you can tell Coleman still likes that read zone look against this defense. They got the three down linemen, the three stack backers, and then they have those uh, the safeties in the corners playing a lot tighter than you normally would because they're ready to take down Destin Wade when he breaks one to the outside. And Wade at quarterback. Two wide receivers to the right. He's going to throw it. He does. Complete to the first down marker. Jukes one. Brady Pierce puts his foot down. Goes up the field to the 33-yard line for seven yards. Yeah, that's just a nice quarterback rollout to the right. He's got his favorite receiver, Brady Pierce, in the flats. Nice throw and catch. Another first down summit. So summit now to the 33. Austin Harvey will come out first. Brady Pierce will join him off the left side. Off the right is King and Shake. 11 minutes in the second quarter, 7-7. Seven to seven. King will run across the formation to the left. Throws it, and it's complete to Harvey. Harvey at the 45-50, 45-40, 35, and down to the 33. What the arm strength by Destin Wade. It was almost intercepted, but it was a bullet. Great pass there by Wade. Brooks Sapone was just inches away from taking that to the house the other way. It got right over his fingertips. Again, great throw to Wade and a great first down for the Summit Spartans. 33-yard pass play. So great play to Wade. To Harvey. So Harvey now at about, I think, six receptions on the year. And Dominic Hollis has got a hole. Got a hole. He's got a hole, and he runs it inside the red zone to the 20 to the 19-yard line. 15-yard game for Hollis. Hollis starting out to have one of his best games of the season, man. He's just been automatic, running straight down the field, that time breaking it to the outside, and just jogs himself out of bounds before he's even touched. Feed the baby. So now in the red zone, it's going to be a little bit over the 19-yard line. Summit six as they come out in the huddle. Seven to seven is the score. Ten seventeen left in the second. Here goes Wade with the power. Wade breaks off three tackles, and he's down to the 13-yard line to gain a five. Yeah, they finally bring him down. That time they like to run. It's kind of like a uh, quarterback counter. You got your right tackle pulling, trying to do an outside reach block, if you will. And and what that does is it, it widens those linebackers out to open up a hole for Destin Wade in the middle. And that time, I mean, just his sheer strength gave him a gain of seven because he's almost impossible to tackle, man. It, it, uh, it pains me when I see these kids try to take him up top, man. Shoot his legs and get him on the ground as fast as you can. We'll see. Is Wade now at second down and four. They're going to mark him at the 12. And Wade's going to throw it. Wade's got a player wide open, tipped, but he was wide open. And boom! Give him six. Destin Wade for 12 yards to Tanner Shake. There he is. The tight end back from injury last week. Tanner Shake finally gets fed right over the middle. And, you know, thank God that Wade didn't try to Brett Favre bullet it at him. Nice, soft touch. And, again, you couldn't have said it any better, Epley. He was wide open for the touch down. Great play call by Summit. 
is Ryan Crane will be out for the Summit Spartans. Shake's first touchdown of this year, and Crane keeps banging them through. 14-7. So, Matt, we'll stay here. You don't want to get in this shootout if you're Indy. No, you definitely don't, and uh, this is going to be a really, really big drive for the Eagles. And, you know, like you said, after they scored last time, it's early. And it is early because we've seen so many times, uh, you know, not so many times, but a few times, these schools get kind of tight with uh, Summit in the middle, and then they go away from what has worked with them. So, you know, Independence, they've had one drive, and they were able to drive it down the field and score. First thing I'd like to see Summit do is actually give them a real kickoff and not give them the ball at the 40-yard line. I can't explain it. I don't understand why. Their kickers have a leg. I don't know why they keep calling that. But the second thing, back to Independence, if they could, if they, if they don't put together another drive here and score, this is typically when we see it, uh, Summit run away with the football game. So this is a huge drive for Indy. Six play, 80 yards there, Matt, on that, that possession for Summit. That, that feels a little bit more like Summit. Yeah, that, that that first that first drive was like I said, Independence gave up a touchdown, but but it was a victory in a lot of a lot of aspects for them. Nine twenty-three in the second, and here goes a kick, so a little bit deeper to the twenty-six, fumbled by Needham, and he'll run, turn it out, gets a little bit of a hole, a crease, you would say, and now down to the thirty-seven. So here's what people don't know. Typically, they put their beefier guys short on the kickoff return team. What Independence has done is they put one of the fastest kids on their team short. His name's Braden Needham. He's a sophomore. I know this kid well, and uh, I, yeah, I coached against him in flag football of all places. He is about as quick and shifty as they come, so that could be dangerous for Summit if they keep kicking to him. It, it, it's more dangerous than kicking it deep. 9-16, second quarter, 14-7 the score. You're listening to 101.7 FrontPorchRadioTN.com. And a pass across the middle, and met as he caught it, and it's Katina. And he's going to be about, they're going to give him five yards. Yeah, Cummings is going to have to be careful of that, man. I mean, he had a, he had a man right on him with, with that nice little slant right there. Great catch by Katina. But what they might try to do next, Epley, is called a sluggo, slant and go. Fake that slant to Katina and try to catch him up top upfield. Five yards, second down and five on the 42. Indy trailing by seven with the football. We'll hand to Hartwell. Two missed tackles, and the third one gets it. The ball's out, and no whistle yet. And they're going to say he's down. Hartwell is down after a gain of three. It's going to be third and two. Yeah, he coughed up that football. Uh, I think he got a little bit lucky there because that might have been a fumble. But, again, the, the, the referee blew that whistle pretty quickly. And um, now all of a sudden, again, they're only five yards away from crossing that midfield because Summit continues to kick those short balls. This is a big third down for Indy. I would presume they'll probably try to run it, but we'll see. And the crowd's up. The home crowd. The last home game. Senior night here at Summit. Cummings 
We'll hand to Hartwell. Hartwell up the middle, slides to the 50-yard line, literally face first, and will get five yards in the first down. Blade really likes the middle of the field tonight for running that football, man. It has, it has been very successful for them last drive, and again, keeping it for uh, keeping it the drive alive on this one, too. They did the same play last drive on the fourth down conversion. They went back to the well there, and it paid off. 7.37 in the second quarter. And Indy's going to throw it. Cummings going to fire one down the middle. All right, should I say the left side? Incomplete. Great coverage by Dipple on River Katina. Yeah, Dipple might have touched him a little bit early there. The, the Indy sideline is uh, not too happy that with the no call. But see, what Cummings needs to look at and what I think he really needs to develop is he was eyeing Katina the entire time. He had trips on the right side. He had Lockwood, his tight end, wide open in the middle of the field. I was just about to make that yeah. point, Matt. They're, they haven't targeted Lockwood going to Ohio State. I, I don't understand it. He's open a lot of the plays. I, I think Cummings kind of has tunnel vision. He knows what he's going to do before, which is not a good thing. The blitz is on up the middle, and a slant round is complete. It's complete to Rommel. Rommel Rommel's his way, no pun intended, down to they're going to mark him at the 11. I am uh, utterly, what's the word I'm looking for? Surprised at the consistency of independence on how quick Cummings is able to get that ball off. I mean, that was a 35-40 yard gain with just a quick slant over the field to a wide open Jack Hummel. And man, I mean, Cummings must have had the ball in his hands for less than a second. That was quick. 7-18, second quarter. As Cummings looks to the sideline and going to throw it. Now going to tuck it under. He's still going to throw it. And whoa, wildly zips one over. And we got two flags at the same time. When Cummings hits the ground by Maddox Reed, are they going to call a personal foul here? Uh, I don't. I don't know, man. That 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 was interesting. And he came out with. He tried to fake the run and maybe boot to the right. But we know Cummings isn't going to run that bootleg. And I think they tried to catch Summit sleeping right there, but it didn't pay off. An eligible man downfield on Indy. So, Indy will go backwards on the 11. And we'll see where the count should be at the 16 with the five-yard penalty. No, he's going to decline it. So, Coach Coleman, instead of first and 15 on the 16, wants second and 10 on the 11. Don't understand it. It just didn't feel like five yards mattered. He doesn't want the extra down. Maybe if you get him here at a second and 10 on the 11. Keaton Wade was held, didn't call it, had to throw it quickly to Lockwood. Coverage in the back by Brady Pierce, and now it paid off. It's third and 10. Yeah, that left tackle for Independence, if, if, he, keeps, uh, if he keeps that up, he's going to get called for that. Uh, Keaton Wade. I think they need to double-team him if they're going to pass that ball, but Cummings misfires. He's, he's thrown a couple balls over the head of his receivers, and typically what quarterback coaches will tell you, if you're overthrowing your receivers, it's because you're too excited, you're too amped up, and quarterbacks need to be calm, cool, and collective. Let's see how Cummings responds here on third down. Four wide receivers, two to the left, two to the right. On the left hash mark, going towards the scoreboard. And we got a timeout. We'll take one as well. 7.09 left until halftime. 14 Summit, Indy 7. 
For 40 years, Beck Dental Care has been the personalized and comfortable option for the health of your smile. The caring staff maintains a high level of safety protocols and attention to detail. Advanced technology provides your choice of sedation and the best of dental implant solutions to restore complete oral health. Open until 7 p.m. two nights a week. 931-388-8452. Beck Dental Care in Columbia, 1603 Rosewood Drive. Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. And I'm Michael Parks Lawrence at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Together, we're Mr. Bobby Parks' grandsons, and we run his dealership, and we are glad to be part of our local community. Being family-owned and operated, we invest heavily in our community. We do things like sports teams, schools, bands, you name it. We try to help everybody we can. The reason why we do this is because we all love this community. So come do business with us, your neighbors, at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee, right off Nashville Highway, or at ParksMotorSales.com. Welcome back in. 7.09 left until halftime. Mike Epley, Matt Rogers on the call. Third down and 10 for Indy. Trailing 14 to 7. Only 11 of Summit. Going to throw it to the right corner. Over the head, off the left hand of the receiver, Hummel. Got it incomplete. And now what do you do? Hummel had a little bit of a step on him, but again, Cummings misfires over the head. And you got to give credit to the independence uh, defense or offensive line up front. They, they, they gave him some pretty good pass pro. And like I said earlier, Epley, if you're not going to bring pressure on Cummings, sooner or later he could get into a rhythm, and that might not be good for Summit. But they uh, looks like they're going to make Indy settle for a field goal here. It will be a looks to be 28-yard field goal off the left hash. And the kick is up, and it's no good. And Hinky missed it. He had the leg, but missed it. And bigger than not coming away with the points, that is a huge momentum killer and a huge momentum booster for Summit. Now, if they cannot make mistakes right here and drive down and score, and what we've historically seen is fairly quickly, this is when Summit can run away with the game. Twenty yard line where the offense will come out for Summit. Six fifty-seven left until halftime. Fourteen Summit, seven Indy. Indy will get the ball in this at the second half. Summit scored in six plays on their last possession. Here comes Pierce. There goes Pierce. Across the 30 to the 35. What a run at the jet sweep. It's the way they started it for 15 yards. Yeah, and this is typically where we start to see Summit really wear defenses down late in the second quarter and then by the third and fourth quarter they run away with it, literally, and it's starting to work now. It's the third time they went to that fly sweep with Brady Pierce. The first time they got eight. Second time they got four or five. That time they got 13 plus. So you can see it's starting to wear on them. Now Keaton Wade back in with Destin Wade on the 35. Wade, Destin will run it behind Keaton. Wade just falls forward for five yards. It looked like he was only picking up a yard and now goes for five. I mean, they literally can run that play, Epley, every single time and just march all the way down the field. I've never seen people actually run around the blocker just so they don't have to go heads with them. And that's what people do when Keaton Wade is the lead blocker. Like, you, we just saw their own eyes. Independence people were literally trying to run around him to make tackles. And uh, anyway, part of me doesn't blame him. 
two wide receivers to the right and left. Keaton Wade. Nope, Destin's going to keep it. Destin Wade up the middle on an ankle tackle, or he would have been off to the races to the 48-yard line, eight-yard run by Destin Wade. Yeah, and that's just that read zone with his brother Keaton. They start to both of them move to the right side, to the outside. He keeps that ball in both his hands and Keaton's hands, and he reads the defense. That time the defense widened with Keaton, so Destin kept it, went right up the middle for the first down and more. Keaton Wade now going to wide receiver off the right side. We've seen him line up like this. He's right ahead of a stack with Brandon King. To the left, it will be Brady Pierce. First and 10 on the 48. Summit up seven with the football. Wade electrifies the crowd as he goes for nine, almost another first down. Just starting to carve them up like butter, widening the field out, taking the linebackers out a little bit wide, and this is what Coleman likes to do, man. He likes to spread out his receivers, put Keaton out there as maybe a little bit of a decoy, and let Destin just carve them up. They're going to give way 10 yards. 5.06, and we have a timeout, and Indy calls the timeout. We'll stay here. I think Coach Blade said, uh, wait a second here. It's getting pretty tough here. Yeah, absolutely. This is when they start to wear them down. And, uh, again, it's just, it's, it's almost impossible. It's almost impossible to stop them because they're putting their guys in the right spot. But you just, I mean, like you're a 185-pound or 190-pound defensive player. I mean, Destin Wade is, you know, 215, 220 plus. It's just, it's so hard to tackle him. And Keaton's 230. 230. I mean, it's just, yeah, it's almost unstoppable. If you're just tuning in, 5.06 left until halftime. 14 for Summit. Seven for Indy. This is the border battle. What a shootout last year, as we mentioned. 40 to 34. First game of the year. Summit won. Only two losses for Indy in the regular season last year. Summit and Ravenwood. They know Wade. Wade knows them. 5.06, Wade fakes the run. He steps back like Tebow, throws it to Pierce. Oh, we got a collision on Brady Pierce, but no flag. At the one-yard line, the pass is incomplete. I am shocked that there's no penalty there, and the referees run down the field. I can't believe I mean, there was two referees looking at him. That's a huge missed call. I mean, that's, that's about as bad of a passive interference I've ever seen. I don't understand why they didn't throw the call there. Uh, Indy got away with one for sure. Pierce got a step behind the corner. He's going to have to set out a play. He ran about 50 yards down the field. Wade, though, looked like he was about to run the basically the draw and then threw it. They, uh, they called in catchable ball because uh, Wade threw it out of bounds. That's why they didn't get the call. Okay. There was one yard out of bounds. Wade's going to run. Actually, this time power. Oh, it slips down, and he wanted it, but he only gained two. Now it's third and eight. Quarterback counter to the left, Hunter Howard with a huge shoestring tackle. I mean, Wade had blockers. He had his uh, right guard, Cooper Cook, pulling. He had his left guard, Jake Bauer, pulling. I mean, that was just a blue wall with Destin Wade running and somehow, some way, Hunter Howard just grabbed his shoelaces literally and took him down. I'm a little shocked Keaton's not in the backfield. He's going to wide receiver Me on too. the third eight. Coleman likes to just, you know, make it interesting, huh? 
420 left to halftime. No one in the backfield with Wade. Destin Wade, should we say the quarterback. Wade's going to spin the ball, throw it. Oh, he hit this man right on the money. A big lick in the secondary. But Brandon King said, I held on, and it's a first down to the 31. Yeah, Brooks Saponi on Independence is kind of like the Brady Pierce is on Summit. He runs downhill. He almost had that pick six last series, and that time he made him pay for that first down catch. That was a big hit, but another awesome play for Summit. I like the play call. It's third and eight. He didn't go back to the well and using Keaton uh, Destin's legs. He had his receiver in a wide open slant. Destin Wade, and now everyone's out of him, out of his way. As he's the only player in the backfield. Shake will be off the right side, but they're going to spread everybody out and run Destin Wade. Wade zips his way, dances his way to the 22-yard line, and it's a nine-yard run for Destin Wade. Yeah, Coleman went back to uh, saying, you know what, Hunter Howard, you know, shoestringed us before. We're going to go back to that play again, and that's what he did. It was just that quarterback countered left, both guards pulled to the left, and he's just got a blue wall. Again, there's so many different run plays that Coleman knows he can just call any time because he's got a fantastic offensive line, and of course a quarterback that's going to the University of Kentucky next year. Second down and two on the 23. Summit leads 14-7. to seven. Three minutes, three seconds left until halftime. Summit will hand to Keaton Wade. Keaton Wade runs his brother's play and bangs his way to the 17-yard line. First down, gain of six. Yeah, that was just a power to the left. There was no fake or anything involved. Just give it to Keaton Wade off the left. Down block, down block, and that's just a nice hole for Keaton Wade to get met, you know, about six, seven yards downfield with a tackler and then drag him about another three or four yards. I give credit to Indy. The defense is hanging in. Yeah, they now, are. they're not stopping them, but they're at least slowing it down just a little bit. Yeah, they're playing stingy, and this is what they wanted to do. Look, at the independence coach, they, they know they can't stop the Wade brothers. Nobody can. But if you can play them stingy, if you can play them tight, maybe make that field goal, make it a 14-10 game, you never know. Maybe they turn the ball over and you get a chance to win the game, but it's not looking good anymore for You're independence. You're not going to win the game. You're not going to win the game as he crosses the inside of the pylon for 17 yards. It's the senior quarterback, Destin Wade, for the touchdown. It's just wear him down, but there's a flag on the field. And that's usually not a good sign for the offense when it's in the backfield. That's correct. We did not see the flag. It was a little bit late. Wade already cleared out. And we'll see. Whoa, what, what? A chop block on the defense. Whoa. So that's a, that's a dangerous call. Give Wade six. Yeah, no, they're just wearing him down, wearing him down. Destin Wade is just doing what he does. Coleman's calling what he calls. And, again, impossible to stop this kid. He's going to run and run and run all the way to probably another state championship. We'll run to a commercial break after Ryan Crane puts one up. And, oh, it's no good. So Crane misses the extra point. 27's the score. We'll be back in a second. Columbia Foodland is a locally owned and operated family grocery store with a full line of dry, dairy, frozen, meat, and produce items. We focus on keeping the freshest hand-cut meat and produce items daily with the most competitive prices in town. We offer weekly ad specials as well as in-store weekly specials throughout the store. Located at 427 West 7th Street in Columbia in the former Harris Foodland location. Columbia Foodland. We are here and ready to serve the wonderful people of Columbia and the surrounding areas. The Summit Spartans play on WKOM. 
with Matt Rogers. Here's Mike Epley. Welcome back in 101.7 or FrontPorchRadioTN.com. Just click 101.7. I'm with Matt Rogers. Summit just cleared a 10-play, 80-yard drive with Destin Wade going off the left for a 17-yard touchdown. It's 20 to seven, and right now uh, this is going to work in Summit's favor with that chop, uh, that chop block on the defense. That's a big penalty, 15 yards, and now Summit will kick it on the side of Independence. All right, Epley. Right now they're in the danger zone. If I see a short kick here, I'm going to throw my headset through the window because you got to think your kicker can kick it 45 yards out of the end zone and just give him the ball at the 20, right? Well, they want to say, well, what about this? I'm, this situation, I would not be shocked because if you put it at the five-yard line, your players get a 15-yard head start at it at the five-yard line. I guess we will find out in about two seconds. Not, I would not <laughs> no, be upset I'm, I'm if that goes in the end zone because, really, you got a, a jump start. If you're going to pooch it, to me, this is the time. Oh, please get in at the five. Okay, at the one. So right here is where you want it with your players down. And they tackle Katina at the 25-yard line. So that worked out. It was a decent, it was a good kick. So it was good to, it was good to see that. And again, I'm going to go ahead and say it. This is a do-or-die drive for Summit, or for Indy. If, if somehow they can score here, and this is what we were talking about, that stingy defense. Let's just play hypothetical here. Hypothetically, they made that field goal, and now it's a 2010 ball game. They drive down and score, make it 2017, and they get the ball back at halftime. You got a game. They're trying to do it, but again, it's all about execution. Let's see if Joe Cummings can do that. Here it is. Cummings will throw one down the line to Katina. Katina gets it off the left side, and he will fight his way for eight yards, and the clock's still going. The interesting two minutes. I was going to say the interesting thing about that, that's just the beauty of what Keaton Way does, is he lined up on the line. They threw that quick screen out, or that quick pass out to, uh, to River Katina on the opposite sideline, and Keaton Wade's the one that made the tackle. Like that's, un that's just awesome. That's just really good. This <laughs> is really good. Second and two. They're going to throw it down the line to another screen to Hummel, and he's going to turn the corner and almost broke it. And watch out as he gets to the 49-yard line. Yeah, and this is what Blade does really well. This two-minute offense, he loves airing it out. He sees the field really well, and he's got the athletes and the speed and the players to do it. And he's got the quarterback. I mean, Joseph Cummings, yeah, he loves to throw the deep ball, but he's real comfortable and real accurate throwing those short swing routes, those short hitch routes. And now they've just crossed midfield in 30 seconds with a, with a shot to uh, make this a game. So Jack Rummel makes a big catch for Indy. 1.30 left until halftime. Going to throw one up off the right side and over the head of Katina. I like that call because even though it's an incomplete pass, it stops the clock. You're okay. Look, at you take a shot and you miss, and it's not that big of a deal. And Joseph Cummings did a great job of placing it in a spot where it was almost impossible to get picked. I ain't mad at that call at all. But again... When is Keaton Wade going to get his sack? I mean, Taylor continues to not bring pressure. He did on the guy inside the red zone. I saw him line up, and he nailed Hartwell on one play. But he is coming, but he is double-teamed sometimes. Wade's off the left side of the offense. Two wide receivers on the right and left, second and ten. 49-yard line. He came again, and over the head, intercepted. Intercepted by John Gipple. Gipple to the 50. 45-40. 35. He's got it. 
He's got a convoy in front of him, but steps out of bounds. Yeah, unfortunately, Cummings, that's been his problem all night, is throwing over the head of the receiver. He had his favorite receiver, Katina, wide open in the middle, and he just misfired Epley. He threw it over the head and right into Dipple's hands. And again, this is where we see Summit run away. You know they're going to score here with a minute and 11. Yard. If it is, it's going to be a tough night for Indy. The ball will be spotted at the 33. So a big play there by John Dippo at the corner. We talked about the senior. He's going to be tested tonight. But the shocking story right now is Ty Lockwood has not even had a look at Incredible. the tight end position. Incredible. Ohio State, man, they haven't even thrown it to him yet. And it has nothing to do with him because he, he's open more often than not. Here goes Wade. Wade's got all day. Delivers the shake to the 19, to the 14, to the 13. A big play for 20 yards. Shake has been a big sleeper on this offense, man. He is such a big body. Wide, I don't want to say wide open the field. He had a guy on him and just out-muscled that defensive player for the ball. Big, big play for Tanner Shake. And we're going to have, with three timeouts, a little shocked that they ground the ball there. For 56 seconds on the 13-yard line. You got time. It may have been just Wade wanted to put it in. But either way, Keaton Wade's in at tailback. Doubles on each side. And Wade, it will be Keaton Wade running to the right. Keaton Wade will stay in bounds. I believe it's on the far side. No, they're going to say he's out of bounds. Keaton Wade is down at the five. Timeout called. He was in bounds. So timeout by Coach Coleman. It will be third and two. Yeah, just that outside stretch call to Wade. I mean, yeah, he's big, but he also is very, very quick, man. He got that edge, and you got to go below the knees to bring him down, and Indy did right there. It's just, it's automatic with the Summit Spartan offense, man. They could literally run pretty much any run play they want to and it's always for the positive yards it's incredible it's called pick your poison <laughs> right <laughs> 48 seconds left until halftime a big play by summit's offense you score here and leave no time for indy you go up three touchdowns indy gets the ball it's all on that drive in the, the first first one if you score here yeah and that's kind of been um their mo in the losses that independence has taken is you know by halftime middle of the third quarter they have to start just throwing the ball we saw early on how the run game was really working for independence well now it's it's it's, it's a non-factor. You can't run the football if you're independence if you're down by three touchdowns. So they're going to have to throw. Changes the game plan for Summit and really puts it in their advantage. And here we go. Destin Wade. Hello, end zone for five yards. Number one on senior night. Put six more on the board. But then that's just that read zone to the left. Him and Keaton together. They're both touching the ball at the same time. And once that outside linebacker flows with Keaton to the outside, Destin says, thank you. I'll keep it right up the middle, wide open, untouched. Another touchdown, Destin Wade. Mm. Destin Wade is a... Uh, I'm going to call him a new age player. Oh, yeah. Uh, the, 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 Ryan Crane's uh, extra point is good. Here's what I mean by that. 
20 years ago, Destin Wade, at that position without the read option, you'd have been running the triple option. I don't know if he'd have been the high school quarterback. Yeah, you ain't teasing. This has now fit his game, and he's a phenomenal player. And, and I'm glad I'm glad the, the offense is revolutionized. You know, it's gotten more than the wishbone and what I used to run the wing T offense. Yeah, and the cool thing about that is Kentucky realizes exactly what you just said, and they have publicly committed that they're not taking another quarterback for their recruiting class. They are making the play and showing Destin Wade, you're our future, you're our guy at quarterback which I know is a big reason why Destin chose Kentucky over a lot of these other schools that wanted him to play in the SEC. It is. Uh, he wants to play quarterback. I feel like, I feel he like can play quarterback. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm excited. And Kentucky's a little run-centric. You know what I mean? They're, they're not all throwing the ball like Mississippi State. I, I would think Kentucky would run. The, now, they do have a different quarterback in this year. Right. Throwing a little bit more, but... Last year they had the guy, they called him Touchdown Terry. It was kind of like Wade where he would run and yeah, pass. And he's out at um, New Mexico or somewhere now. Yep. Uh, somewhere out on the West Coast. Hey, they got that. a kickoff. And it went deep back to the four-yard line by Cobb. Picks it up and down at the 25. 37 seconds. What do you do? If you're Blades in the offense. Read the defense, take a shot over the middle, hurry up, and then try to take a couple shots in the end zone. If you turn it over here, it's over. So Is now it? they're going to rely on Maddox Reed off one side, Keaton Wade and Davis Sane in the middle. So they're thinking they're going to throw it. And they're actually going to run it, so they're going to have a pretty good hole here. And they do. And it's a nine-yard run for Hartwell. Yeah, good run by Hartwell. That's just uh, call Arizona or the uh, zone block. you got your outside tackles just wide open. No, they don't care. It's, they're conceding this right here. With 30-something seconds, I mean, you've got 10, 9, 8 going. You haven't snapped the ball. Six are going to. One more run play. This will be a first down, but that's not going to do it out to the 41-yard line with one second left, and that's going to do it as Hartwell gains seven yards in a first down. So, what started out close is the same broken record as of now. Summit extends the lead 27-7. to we're going to take a commercial break. We'll come back, give you the scoring drives. Matt Rogers will give you the stats. After these messages, you're at halftime on 101.7. 27-7 is the score. Summit leads. Hello, I'm Rick Whitley. And I'm Daniel Pollard from Jones & Lang Sporting Goods. We would like to take this opportunity to thank all of you for the many years of support. Since 1966, Jones & Lang has been locally owned and operated and supplying teams from T-ball to college. Stop by and see what we can do for you. We offer a wide variety of services from silk screening and embroidery to our custom trophy and awards department. We're open Monday through Friday, 8 to 5, and Saturday, 9 to noon. Remember, Jones & Lang Sporting Goods, the look of a winner. 
Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole barn. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. This is J.P. Plant with TriStar Sports Radio. As I travel around southern Middle Tennessee and North Alabama covering local and regional sports, sometimes both me and my car need a bit of refueling. Fortunately, there's always a Quick Mart convenience store nearby. Whether it's filling up with a cup of joe or grabbing a chicken tender sandwich with all the fixes. Yep, Quick Mart convenience stores gets me and my car to the next event. Stop in on your next road trip. Quick Mart convenience stores, proudly serving Shell Gasoline. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. By now you all know about Don, our service truck guy. Well, let me tell you about another member of our service team, and that's Mike Ashley. He's the guy you'll talk to when you call the office. Just call and talk to Mike one time at 931-540-0919, and you'll see why we're lucky to have him here at the Garbage Man. Thanks, Mike, for all you do to keep the Garbage Man first in service. That's 931-540-0919. AMC Roofing. Leaking roof? Missing shingles? AMC Roofing has you covered. Locally owned and operated, we specialize in residential roof repairs and roof maintenance. We are equipped to repair any type of residential roofing systems, and we also handle siding repairs. AMC Roofing can pinpoint leaks and have them fixed guaranteed. There is no job too small, but when you're ready, we also provide full roof replacements. Call or text today for a free estimate. AMC Roofing, your local roof repair specialist. Call Andrew Costa today, 931-626-0492. Visit your local Buick and GMC dealership first for new or pre-owned cars, trucks, and SUVs. Parks Motor Sales. At Parks, professional sales staff makes shopping easy. Buick and GMC financing can put you in the vehicle you want. And certified technicians keep vehicles running great. Experience the new Buick at Parks Motor Sales. Go online to parksmotorsales.com. Find your favorite vehicle. Then stop by Parks at 919 Nashville Highway for a test drive. Parks GMC. We are professional grade. One-stop shopping. That's why so many people shop Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Fiat of Columbia. As the number one volume CDJR dealer in Tennessee, we offer the largest selection of new Ram, Jeep, Dodge, and Chrysler vehicles. And when you have the largest selection of new, you have the largest selection of used, too. Combine that with state-of-the-art fast, accurate service, and you've got Tennessee's number one volume dealer. Shop online at Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia.net. Middle Tennessee's Ram Truck and Jeep Headquarters. You can count on us. Based on combined retail and fleet sales, is awarded by Chrysler in the state of Tennessee in 2019. This is Big Lou Maddox, and you're listening to the best radio in southern Middle Tennessee. WKOM 101.7 FM, Columbia. Welcome back in. We're at halftime. 27-7 is the score. Oh, Summit. This is, I mentioned, this is like a broken record. Summit uh, giving up a touchdown early to Henry County, giving a touchdown up early to Ravenwood last week. But unfortunately... Summit says, you know what, we've been here, we've done this, and that's what happened. So Summit will get the ball to start with a 14-play drive, or should I say 14-play, 80-yard drive. Destin Wade will score on a third and three. 
7-0 Summit. Indy will come back and answer with a 13-play, 60-yard drive of their own. Cummins to uh, Katina for seven yards, and it's 7-7. Seven seven. Summit will get the ball in their second possession. Go six plays, 80 yards, and Wade will hit Shake for a touchdown, 14-7. And then Independence had that chance on the second drive to tie it up. And unfortunately, they could not convert. Kudos to Coach Coleman that didn't take the penalty. It took a play away from Indy instead. Two incomplete passes. Comes up fourth and ten on the 11. Indy elects to attempt the field goal and misses it from 27 yards. That's when it really started snowballing for Independence. Then Summit will get the ball back. 80-yard drive, 10 plays. Destin Wade will run it in from 17 yards. It is, it was a missed extra extra point. 20 to 7. Once again, any trying to answer. There's two touchdowns. And Cummings fired it into Dippold. Dippold returned it across midfield. And then it's Wade. Exclamation point 27 to 7. It's the halftime score, and it's been once again all Wade and Keaton Wade, and everybody's contributed. It's not just been the, the quarterback for the running game, these offensive linemen. We talk about this, and I want to mention it again. I talk about this every time I announce the offensive line. Three of these guys are three-year starters. Think about that. Let that set in. Three-year starters, sophomores, and they're all seniors. The other two, one played a lot, and the other uh, starter started about half the games last year. So you got a lot going on for summit the way they're able to do this but you could tell you could see the composure the teams have whenever summit gets down no panic sets in coach coleman talks to me 24 7 about this no panic when the team gets down and and right now they're on a roll it, it is now i don't know who's gonna stop them i can tell you this I'm not, I don't guarantee wins, but Oakland and Maryville and those other teams that thought maybe it's going to come out of the east side and not the west, people are taking note of what's happening here because right now, to this day, Summit, this season, as glorious as it was last year, this year they have not been in a fourth quarter game, in a one possession game. I asked Coleman that on the on the coach's call this Wednesday. Does that hurt your team? He said, Epley, we, just like you mentioned on the starters, we got three three-year starters on offensive line. No, it doesn't matter. We've been in these close games. We've been – these guys have started state championship game two going for a, tr- a triple. Uh, so that's where we are. Um, so it's 27-7's the halftime score, and we'll t- uh, kick it over to Matt Rogers right now, my friend. Yeah, I mean you absolutely uh, nailed it right there with with just Summit just being a a strong favorite and a powerhouse to be reckoned with. 
Uh, these stats, I'm, I'm, I'm going to... I'm going to give you the closest stat between these two teams, and that would be total offense. So total offense for Summit is 268 yards to Independence, 153. That's kind of the closest stat, because then when you get to rushing, Summit's got 171 yards on the ground to Independence's 57. Leading rusher for Independence, Trey Harwell. He's actually the only one who has rushed the ball 11 times for 57 yards. And the crazy thing, Epley, is you know that's a really good first half for a running back. Uh, but when you have Destin Wade on the field, 57 yards doesn't sound like a lot. He's got... Uh, 13 rushes for 95 yards, so he's going to break the century mark in the second half. But Dominic Hollis has really done a great job, seven, uh, seven rushes for 46 yards. And then the impressive thing is Destin Wade in the air, six for eight, 97 yards and a touchdown. We thought that Indy was going to throw the ball more. They're going to be in a position in the second half that they're going to have to, which, again, when Independence gets in these games and and, and they're down by two and three touchdowns, the thing that stinks is that Trey Harwell is going to kind of become a non-factor in the second half when when he was so pivotal to the Independence Eagles in the first half, especially in that first quarter. Well, he's going to be pretty much taken out of the game because now you got to go to the air. It's going to put a lot more pressure on Joseph Cummings to do something and, and throw in the air. He's been high on his receivers all night. He's been overthrowing them all night, which is why he threw that interception. He's 7 for 15, 96 yards, one touchdown, one pick. And, you know, it's probably going to be 90-10 in terms of throwing the ball versus running the ball for the Independence Eagles. They do have some light is that they get to come out with the ball. They're going to get the ball after the half. And um, I I just, I've seen it too many times to, you know, it's football, so I always say anything can happen, Epley, but I've seen it too many times with the Summit Spartans in this position, and they just don't lose these games. You know, the the Wade brothers have lost one game on the field together in their career as the starting uh, varsity for the Summit Spartans, and I just don't see it happening tonight for Indy. Here's what doesn't add up for me. Four possessions, four touchdowns. Indy's got to stop them. Yeah. If they don't, it doesn't matter on the offense. I'm just doing the math here. Four right. possessions, four touchdowns. But like you said pregame, what, what, Summit's averaging how many points a game? 40, 42. 42 points a game. You know, 27. That You know, they're right there. They're, they're probably going to end up with somewhere around 50 tonight. You know, 50, 55. Um, so, yeah, Indy's got to stop them. And to be honest, their kids are in the right position to stop them. You just can't. You can't bring down the Wade brothers. It's it's next to impossible. We'll take a commercial break. We'll come back and get Matt's keys to the second half on FrontPorchRadioTN.com and 101.7. At Murray Regional Medical Center, we know being at home is always your first choice. Our home services team helps you as you recover at home by providing individualized care, progress monitoring, and reporting to your doctors. Whether you need nursing care, rehabilitation services, home health aides, or disease management, Murray Regional's Home Services offers the care you need. Services are available in Murray, Marshall, Lawrence, Williamson, Lewis, Giles, Wayne, and Hickman counties. For more information, visit murrayregional.com or call 931-490-4600. 
Brown's Body Shop has two locations to provide your vehicles with high-quality body and frame repairs, the best paint jobs, and custom body fabrications. Brown's Body Shop has been successful for more than 50 years because of their highly trained personnel, competitive prices, superior customer care, and timely service. Don't put off body repairs or that custom paint job at Fenders. Go to Brown's Body Shop today, 1505 Nashville Highway in Columbia, or 129 Alpha Drive in Franklin. At CSH, we know the sport of football builds discipline, character, and work ethic. Three common characteristics of winners. It's a sport where we drowns out me. Leadership is nurtured, and that's why CSH supports all Murray County football teams and want to say a special thanks and good luck to every player, coach, volunteer, and parent of this year's teams from youth programs, middle schools, and high schools. We know football builds men that make a difference. Let's go. Roofing isn't something you think about until you need it. When you do, let Roof Systems, Inc. be your first call. Roof Systems, Inc. is locally owned and has been providing excellent service since 1983. From repairing roofs on small homes or installing new roofs for large commercial retailers, no job is too big or too small. Why choose Roof Systems, Inc.? Well, in our customers' words, best experience I've had with construction-related business. Honest, professional, friendly, and affordable. Call today, 931-398-5977. That's 931-398-5977. Hey folks, it's Chandler Anderson from the Right Care Primary Care and Pediatric Clinic. Folks, we are open from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. Monday through Thursday. We provide pediatric care, primary care, and even urgent care if you need to get in during those hours. Our provider there is Kelly Kelly. She does DOT exams as well as well woman exams, and she does our pediatric well child physicals. So, folks, if you're looking for the right care and a provider that's not going anywhere, come see us at the Right Care Primary Care and Pediatric Office. Built upon a solid foundation of cast iron and steel, the Kubota L-Series tractor is the number one selling compact tractor in the U.S. for over 10 years. Powerful Kubota diesel engine, ease of operation, and your choice of a Kubota gear or HST transmission. The durable Kubota L-Series. Talk to your local Kubota dealer today to schedule a demo. Go to KubotaUSA.com for full disclaimer. Call or come by Columbia Kubota or Franklin Kubota or visit them online at ColumbiaKubota.com or FranklinKubota.com. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at tenpin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. This is Coach Mike, and you're listening to the best radio in southern middle Tennessee, WKOM 101.7 FM, Columbia, Tennessee. Welcome back in, FrontPorchRadioTN.com, always 101.7 on there. All right, jamming out to a little 80s. <laughs> We're back, Mike Epley and Matt Rogers. Uh, halftime, if you're just tuning in, 27-7 to 7 is the score. It is the border battle, but it's not close right now. So it all comes down to really, I always talk about this in the broadcast, the first drive of the second half is the most important tone-setting drive that we can do. And if Indy goes three and out or can't get any points, I don't know if they're going to beat Secretary tonight. It's the drive of hope for Independence. If they can drive down and score, they have hope. 
if they drive, if they can't get a drive going, turn the ball over, or don't score, all hope is lost, and that's usually when Independence or when uh, Summit runs away with the football game. Uh, odds are that's going to happen. Keys to victory for Summit are going to be continuing to do what they do, run the football, ground and pound, and uh, just you know get the ball in Destin Wade's hands. They can't bring him down. Anytime they bring Keaton in, four- and five-yard plays go for eight- to 13-yard plays. And, I mean, again, there's, there's nothing that Summit's doing wrong at all. I mean, they're, thro- they're great in the air. They're great on the ground. They're doing a phenomenal job on defense, holding independence to seven. Because, I mean, these are the schools, you know, in, or Lipscomb, CPA, th- this is how they looked against independence. So now you're putting Summit up there with the Lipscombs, with the CPAs of the world. And, and you know, to your point, what you were saying at the beginning of halftime of, of how Summit's one of these top teams. And, you know, you don't like to predict games on, on you know, them winning or losing. But uh, I think it's no the secret's out on, on Summit is that uh, they're a, definitely a high-caliber team. You were very comfortable with Indy at the first six, first six minutes of this game. We're at halftime. How comfortable you are now with Indy? I'm just saying because it may be the same story over and over. I, I was hopeful for the Independence Eagles that they could make it a game. I thought at the beginning they could. Okay. And then, you know, misfires, overthrowing your receivers, turnovers are taking you out of the game. I think they got the right game plan. They just, the, the Wade brothers are the ultimate X factor. So to answer your question, Epley, uh, I would say that Independence has a about a one to one and a half percent chance of coming back and winning this game. Look at keys to the game for Independence: get a nice six to eight minute drive here and score a oh, touchdown yeah. to make it twenty-seven fourteen, and then somehow, some way, get a turnover and score. Now all of a sudden, you're going into the fourth quarter down twenty-seven twenty-one. Now anything can happen because now all of a sudden. Summit's feeling pressure in the fourth quarter, which they've never felt this whole season. So that is something that they would have to, that Independence would have to do to make this a football game. Score on the first drive and then have Summit turn it over. It's possible, you know, it's not probable. (laughs) I haven't seen it all year. Yeah, we haven't seen it all year. So, still waiting for that. If you can look at, if you're a coach, a player, spectator, whatever, if you are within one to two scores in the fourth quarter, anybody can win the game. Anybody can win the game. So that's the key to victory for Independence. Get a nice drive here, make it a two-score game, get a turnover, you're in the game. We'll take our final commercial break. When we come back, it's the second half, 27-7. Summit leads Independence. And if it hadn't been for Cotton Eye Joe, I'd be buried a long time ago. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. 
Oasis Liquors offers the best selection of wine and spirits in southern Middle Tennessee. Owner Terry Bodride believes in integrity and responsibility. He welcomes all customers who are 21 years of age or older and have valid ID. He urges everyone to drink responsibly. Don't drink and drive. Please use a designated driver. Oasis Liquors is open seven days a week, Monday through Thursday, 8 to 9, Friday and Saturday open later, and Sunday, 11 to 7. Visit Oasis Liquors at 404 West James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Oh, and don't forget to ask Terry about the wine pairings for your next meal. Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. And I'm Michael Parks Lawrence at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Together, we're Mr. Bobby Parks' grandsons, and we run his dealership, and we are glad to be part of our local community. Being family-owned and operated, we invest heavily in our community. We do things like sports teams, schools, bands, you name it. We try to help everybody we can. The reason why we do this is because we all love this community. So come do business with us, your neighbors, at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee, right off Nashville Highway, or at ParksMotorSales.com. For 40 years, Beck Dental Care has been the personalized and comfortable option for the health of your smile. The caring staff maintains a high level of safety protocols and attention to detail. Advanced technology provides your choice of sedation and the best of dental implant solutions to restore complete oral health. Open until 7 p.m. two nights a week. 931-388-8452. Beck Dental Care in Columbia, 1603 Rosewood Drive. Columbia Foodland is a locally owned and operated family grocery store with a full line of dry, dairy, frozen, meat, and produce items. We focus on keeping the freshest hand-cut meat and produce items daily with the most competitive prices in town. We offer weekly ad specials as well as in-store weekly specials throughout the store. Located at 427 West 7th Street in Columbia in the former Harris Foodland location. Columbia Foodland. We are here and ready to serve the wonderful people of Columbia and the surrounding areas. Hello, I'm Rick Whitley. And I'm Daniel Pollard from Jones and Lang Sporting Goods. We would like to take this opportunity to thank all of you for the many years of support. Since 1966, Jones and Lang has been locally owned and operated and supplying teams from T-ball to college. Stop by and see what we can do for you. We offer a wide variety of services from silk screening and embroidery to our custom trophy and awards department. We're open Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 and Saturday, 9 to noon. Remember, Jones and Lang Sporting Goods, the look of a winner. Summit Spartans football on WKOM is brought to you in part by Parks Motor Sales, Jones and Lang Sporting Goods, Roof Systems Inc., Right Care, Columbia Franklin Kubota, Ten Pin Alley, Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia, Columbia Foodland, Holland's Pharmacy, Beck Dental Care, Ned Rich and CSH Inc. Brown's Body Shop, Murray Regional Medical Center, Quick Mart, Davis Heating and Cooling, and by Sands Fence Company. With Matt Rogers, here's Mike Epley. Welcome back in, 101.7, FrontPorchRadioTN.com. You can hear it every Friday, Summit. Tonight's game is the border battle with Indy. What a game it was last year. We'll see if it ends up that way this year. 27-7 is the score. Matt talked about it. First drive is going to be critical 
here for the Indy Eagles as they will get the ball first. I have dubbed it the drive of hope. The drive of hope, Epley. For Independence to have any hope, they're going to have to do something with this drive. If they don't, all hope is lost. All hope will be lost. So he's calling off the dogs <laughs> after the first drive. He's seen enough for Destin keep wait. Oh, yeah. Any opposing coach and team have seen enough of Destin and Keaton Wade. But the, the thing that I think I like most about man, they're such good kids. Yes, you know, they're just—they really are. They come from good families. They're positive. They're just—they're great kids. You—you you want them to do well. Um, they just—they've handled their success so well, and uh, you just can't help but root for them. They got a bright, bright future ahead of them. They respect people. Yep. And they have manners. That's all. Yeah. I'll keep it there. They absolutely do. I uh, heard a rumor that, uh, this was a couple weeks ago, you know, uh, you know, someone was having a party, a high school party. You know, we've all been there. We all know about high school parties. And uh, the Wade's uh, mother called and said, are there going to be parents there? And they're like, oh, yeah, there'll be parents there in an hour. And she goes, all right, then my boys will be there in an hour when the parents are home. So she's, and I think that's just using wisdom right there, keeping them focused on their destiny. Well, they're going to kick it deep to Katina. And they said, forget it. We've heard Matt Rogers complain about this squib pooch kick that we do. So right now, the 27 is where Indy will start as Manning puts it deep. Because look at, look at I mean, dude, field position is such a key factor in football games. The last two possessions that Independence have has been behind the 30-yard line, and they haven't done anything with it. The first two possessions was ahead of the 40, and they came away with seven, almost 10 points. So here we go. 27-7 started the second half, and it's going to be Cummings throwing that to the right side, and it will be to number eight, Rummel, and he's going nowhere. Nice tackle there on the play by Noah Feltz. Yeah, disciplined, disciplined tackle by Feltz. If he doesn't make that play, that's an easy first down. But still, nice gain of about four, a long four for Independence. So the drive of hope is alive. The drive of hope <laughs> is second down and six on the 32. And they still have Hartwell in the background, or in the backfield, should I say. He is in the background as well. Uh, Hartwell will run it. He needed six, and he got seven first down Indy. Yeah, it's just that simple power right up the middle. It's been the go-to tonight for Hartwell and the Independence Eagles. They ran it when they needed a first down on fourth down. They ran it when they needed a first down on third down. And that time, they had a second down situation. They ran it again, and guess what, Epley? Another first down. They're going to have to speed this up for sure. I know that you you don't want to get a lot of tempo, but you want to eat up a little bit of time, but... Unless your defense can stop Wade. If you can, then this is fine. Uh, Joe Cummings. Throw high again, it, yeah, man. Very high to Katina. Out of bounds. Got to get those passes down. Uh, he threw a pick in the first half, and he almost, uh, I don't want to say almost threw a pick there, but it, it could have been picked off. He, he's misfiring. That's, that's the fifth ball he's overthrown his receivers. So to be second down and 10 on the 38. 
Three down linemen, Keaton Wade on one side, Maddox Reed on the other. They're going to run up the middle, and nice tackle as he gets his pads really low as Finley Jamison gaining two. Harwell's running hard tonight, man. You know, a rumor around the campfire is that he's got an ankle problem. He's not showing it tonight. That was a little shifty cut right there for Trey Hartwell. Gain, you know, almost tackled in the backfield and turned it into a gain of three. I'm, uh, I'm thinking that um, they're going to run a quick slant here to their big tight end, um, Lockwood. That's what I would do. I, I would hit Lockwood right over the middle. They need seven yards here for the first. 10-13 left. Lockwood is actually going to go in motion from left to right. They're going to throw it, and it's going to be, no, a screen pass. And going to be close to the first down marker. I think he's short. Good stop by Andy, yeah. Um, good stop by Summit. Yeah, that's going to bring up fourth down. But it is. Four down territory. I mean, this was crazy. What, what was the game? Was it last week, Ravenwood, or was it the week before Beach where they were in the situation and they punted? Remember, I, I, I was like, I think it was Ravenwood it last was. week. I, I didn't understand why they punted, and obviously Indy's not going to do that. They're going for it. There we go. Fourth down and two on the 46. Shotgun formation. Two wide to the right, one to the left. They only got three down linemen. They're going to run right up the gut. Here they go. And Hartwell's going to run it. Oh, no. He didn't get it. He's tattooed by the blitzer. That's number 20, Sam Salone. Whoa. A head on collision. <laughs> the sophomore Sam Sloan with the save and the drive of hope is dead. That is the biggest play the Sloan family has seen this year. His older brother John Sloan at nose tackle. Sam Sloan gets put in the nickel defense and comes up with the biggest stop that we have seen so far tonight. Well done by the sophomore. That was awesome. I mean, that was meeting mano a mano. Man, what a collision, and it's a half yard short. So Summit will get the ball, and here comes Hollis. Hollis gets wrapped down from the backside, no game. Yeah, they're running that counter to the right-hand side. Your left guard pulls and kicks out the defensive end. The left tackle pulls up through for the linebacker. Nothing happening there for the baby. They're trying to feed him. 27-7 to score. Summit leads Indy. 8.55 left in the third quarter. Harvey will go to the left side. Pierce will go to the right. Everybody else is in. Wade, the quarterback. Wade will fake it. Wade's pressured. Eludes one. Spins around two. He whips around three. He dodges four. Oh, my he God. He rambles five. He jumps over six. And he's down to the 20-yard line. Destin Wade. It's just, it's unbelievable. I'm, I'm losing the verbs. <laughs> it, it, was a, it was a tackle for loss. They had him down. He eluded a tackle. I don't know how many you called, but it was about seven or eight, and he turns a four-yard loss into, what was that, a 25. 25-yard gain. Destin Wade, the future Kentucky Wildcat. Congratulations, state of Kentucky. You're getting a goal mine. When you define gamer, it has to be Destin Wade is the lady is the first name on the list. I don't care about other people, but I can tell you, here he goes. He sits back in the pocket. He's got all day. He's going to rip one across the middle, and it's incomplete, I believe. Oh, overthrew Pierce by about a step. Yeah, that would have been a fantastic catch, and you could tell Wade 
wants to throw a touchdown. <laughs> I mean, he had all day, and the field was wide open. He could have ran it, probably got close to the touchdown, maybe even got in the end zone. He threw a plethora of touchdowns <laughs> in the last meeting. Yes, he really did. He really did. He, once again, he had over 500 yards of offense. I'm going to get Matt, I give you the stats. I don't know if he's going to have over 500 yards, but he accounted for every touchdown. Seven, I believe. In the last meeting, hands to Hollis. Hollis jukes his way, baby steps his way, actually, to the 13-yard line, about a yard short. I remember that game, too, because I was watching it on TV from Georgia. It was the only game I did not announce with you last year. Correct me if I'm wrong, wasn't Summit down by, like, two touchdowns or something, and they came back and won? Yeah, I believe so. I mean, it was back and forth, but it was a, it was a shootout. I remember that. And, I mean, Wade just completely took the game over. Yeah. Maybe maybe six touchdowns. Whatever it was, it was it was a crazy number. I'll look it up. 740 in the third quarter. Wade, third down and one. This is a big third down. But Pierce, they're going to decide on Pierce to go right. Pierce goes right. Pierce almost squeezes into the end zone from 13 yards. He gets about 12. Yeah, and this is uh, down to about the one or two yard line. This is usually when he'll bring in Keaton as a lead blocker and Give just it to uh, yeah. All right, let's just walk in the end zone. <laughs> Keaton's still on the sideline though, so feed the baby. Give the baby a chance. Letting the clock run. And what are they going to do? Get in the phone booth again? Yeah, they'll probably run a quarterback sneak, I All would right, think. All right, everyone's in. Brandon King's off to the right, and Brady Pierce off to the left. But they're all on the line, basically. Dominic Hollis, we caught it. Number two did it. Feed the baby. Feed the baby. Dominic Hollis, just a power play off the right hand, uh, off the right guard, right off of his hip. Hollis walks in untouched, and the drive of hope was dead. Hope is dead, and now I will tell you that Independence has a 0% chance of winning this game. You're laughing at me, but I'm right. I mean, you know, like, look at They had a chance in the beginning to make it a tight game. The defense was playing stingy. Now that's the fifth drive, fifth touchdown for Summit. You can't stop them. The game plan is hang with them as tight and as long as we can, and hopefully something happens. A turnover, you know, a a misfortunate event or something like that. But when you get here 34-7, this is where Coleman usually starts to hand the ball off to other players, and you just kind of run the clock out. There's been one team within two touchdowns in the fourth quarter. You've got to be in a one-possession game with with Summit. Brent Wood was two touchdowns. Back and forth. The pendulum was swing back and forth. Until we see it. We probably, I mean, in your opinion, we probably won't see it until maybe the third round of playoffs. Maybe. You never know in the playoffs. I'm not saying that some team's not going to be their best, to be Summit's best match. Right. Because playoff teams are usually pretty good. I'm, um, I don't know. It's, I just, hard, I mean, it's I, hard for me to think that I could tell you this. They're one of the top five teams in the state. Oh, yeah. I tell you that right now with no hesitation. Right. It's 34-7. Crosstown rival. And they're going to go deep again. And it's going to be from the 11. And it will be Rummel. And he's not going to get much. And they're going to get to the 28. And about eight. Summit Spartans will bring him down. 
Look, as amazing as Destin Wade and Keaton Wade have been tonight and all season, the offensive line, the most shocking thing to me, and I'm going to go back to this. Let me look this guy. I've never, I haven't called his name one time. Ty Lockwood, besides a pregame of him going to Ohio State, a top ten player in the state of Tennessee, hasn't not caught a pass. I, they haven't attempted a pass to him. They haven't even looked his way. Not once, Matt. Yeah, I don't I don't get it because again he, he's open. The story behind that kid's really cool. Uh, he's an Illinois kid and when the lockdown happened last year and Illinois said we're not gonna play any football. Uh, his parents said, the heck, you're not going to let my son play football. We're moving to Tennessee. Leaves Illinois, comes to Tennessee, and he's, you know, he was a superstar for Independence last year. And he's been a little bit on the quieter side this year, which is strange because we thought we were going to see more passing with Joseph Cummings. So, I don't know. I can't put my finger on it, but Cummings has not even looked his way, like you said. I'm, I'm speechless. There's an incomplete pass. The second and ten pressure. Oh, there we go. Speak of the devil. There it is. A screen pass to Lockwood. For Wow. It goes out to the 50. So it is a 22-yard screen pass just as we speak. Yeah, and, you know, it, it was a great, pla a great play call right there. I mean, they let the pressure come in, and he was able to get behind that first-level rush. Uh, my only criticism on that would be is, you know, why we why we wait in the middle of the third quarter to get one of our best receivers the football. It would have been nice to see that play call in the first or second quarter because now it's too little too late, you know? You said it's over, but they're still playing. And please keep listening as they pound it up the middle with Hartwell. He goes for about six. Yeah, I got to give Trey Hartwell credit, man. This kid is running hard tonight again. Rumor around the campfires, he's got a tweaked ankle. But uh, I don't even see him limping right now. He's running hard. He's obviously the leading rusher for Independence. And if he keeps at this pace, he'll break the century mark tonight in this game. Did you hear a rumor Lockwood may be coming to Summit? No. Okay. <laughs> Didn't know if he's going to. No. Okay. But I will tell you this, especially in this day and age, man. In this day and age, you know, you, you don't. If you go a couple games without feeding your big dogs, they might start getting wandering eyes because uh, a lot of different schools might want them. Second and four on the 44. Cummings will complete to Rummel, and that's a first down. So you want to hear another cool rumor about uh, Rummel? It's not a rumor. It's actually num number eight, the other good receiver, another Illinois guy. Uh, came from Illinois because uh, they weren't playing. We have a flag on the play holding on Indy. Go ahead, Matt. Sorry. Well, I was just saying, you know, Tennessee's really reaping the benefits from, you know, not just these two players at Independence, but other schools around the country that, uh, you know, we, we were one of those few countries that, you know, let those kids play. States. Yeah, it's states. Sorry. You know, what did I say? Country? Sometimes I feel like I'm living in a country here in Tennessee. It's like my dream country, right? That's why we moved here in the That's first right. place. But, you know, we really receive uh, the benefits of just kind of uh, facing this thing, hand on this pandemic and leaving things open and letting the kids play. And there he goes again. So, at second and 15 from the 46, they go to Lockwood for 10. Yeah, he just runs different. I mean, dude, he's he's a really big kid. I mean, six foot four, 245 pounds. I mean, the pitcher perfect, Division One tight end. And now they're finally getting him the ball. And it's a pretty thing to watch when Ty Lockwood catches the ball. Can't replace size. 5'10". Third and four on the 44. Going to throw it out to Hartwell. He juggles it, but gets 
runs around a defender and gets the first down. Yeah, and I mean, look at when it comes to these defense, you know, and these receivers that Independence has, I mean, they can create good mismatches. Uh, you know, credit to the Summit Spartans, but with the exception of Keaton Wade and Brady Pierce, there's not too many people that can guard Ty Lockwood. And then, of course, if you put a Pierce or a Wade on Lockwood, then that opens it up for Katina. It opens it up for Rummel. And I'm just surprised they weren't able to you know, figure that out a little bit earlier. And maybe they tried and someone stopped them, but I think it's a little too little too late to be connected with these receivers as, you know, Indy's having their first drive since the first quarter. Hartwell will run into uh, Keaton Wade that time for three yards. They're still sticking with the run game, too. They're sticking with their game plan. Blade likes to spread it out, run that single back offense. And the nice uh, power play right there. And the drive continues, but it's not the drive of hope, Epley. If Summit wins, we'll go back to the pregame. They win the region. Your first place. You get home field in the brackets. Do you just relax and just kind of take the next two weeks off and well, give two your games players a bye? You got, well, they can relax because it's fall break and you have a bye. Oh. oh, through the hands that time on the second and seven on the 34. Uh, Rummel missed that one. Yeah, good pass by Cummings right there. Hit him right in the hands, and unfortunately Jack couldn't come down with the ball. But uh, like you said, you know, going on fall break next week, it's going to be a good breather for, uh, for Summit. And, you know, knock on wood, they get through this game healthy. But Summit has been very blessed this year. Uh, by not getting bitten by the injury bug. They've, you know, for the most part, with the exception of Tanner Shake and Mason Richardson last week, everyone stayed pretty healthy this year. And throw to the outside over the top of Hollis. It's to Katina. Katina breaks one tackle, and he will score from 34 yards. Yeah, Katina, just a nice little uh, 10-yard hitch. And uh, the, the defensive back overshot him on the tackle, and River Katina really showed his speed right there, breaking away for the touchdown. He turned a 10-yard hitch into a 37-yard touchdown. The extra point will be Sam Hinkey, and uh, after 34 yards there, it's 34 to 13. And once again, great drive from Indy. That's their second possession in the second half. One touchdown. The kick is up and good. So we'll take a commercial break. 34 14, Summit leads Indy on 101.7. At Murray Regional Medical Center, we know being at home is always your first choice. Our home services team helps you as you recover at home by providing individualized care, progress monitoring, and reporting to your doctors. Whether you need nursing care, rehabilitation services, home health aids, or disease management, Murray Regional's Home Services offers the care you need. Services are available in Murray, Marshall, Lawrence, Williamson, Lewis, Giles, Wayne, and Hickman counties. For more information, visit murrayregional.com or call 931-490-4600. Brown's Body Shop has two locations to provide your vehicles with high-quality body and frame repairs, the best paint jobs, and custom body fabrications. Brown's Body Shop has been successful for more than 50 years because of their highly trained personnel, competitive prices, superior customer care, and timely service. Don't put off body repairs or that custom paint job at Fenders. Go to Brown's Body Shop today. 1505 Nashville Highway in Columbia or 129 Alpha Drive in Franklin. 
The Summit Spartans play on WKOM. With Matt Rogers, here's Mike Epley. Welcome back in. 349 left in the third. 34-14. Summit in control. Indy did answer with a touchdown. Matt, if there could be any game, you're going to have to stop number one in the offense. Right here? Yeah, well. <laughs> right here, right now. I was just thinking, I mean. Uh, That's Van Halen, but I'm talking about. <laughs> Independence would need a quick turnover right here to make this football game. We do see Richardson in the um, in the game at right tackle. We mentioned he may go in and out. He is in the game for Summit. Dominic Hollis, the sophomore, the only sophomore on Summit's offense. Then the sophomore will get the ball. I can tell you this. He might have not had the most yards as he did that one game, but he's running hard, and he's very shifty tonight. It looks like his legs are under him, if that makes sense. Yeah, totally, and I think that has a lot to do with him just becoming a comfortable running back at, at, a, at a young age of being a sophomore, and now you're really starting to see the maturity, the evolution of Dominic Hollis, who's definitely going to be the future of this running game for Summit because, you know, especially, you know, when the waves leave, you know, Coleman's going to have to go to the ground and pound, and, and he's really going to rely on that sophomore in the future. 3.08 left in the third quarter. Wade's going to throw it. Wade's going to fire one deep, and he got it. A what a throw, about 60 yards in the air and inside the red zone. Come the Spartans. Yeah, Brady Pierce, he was manned up with Day, uh, with Braden Needham, the sophomore. Needham, again, I mentioned him earlier, how quick he is. He had the speed to stay with him, but that time size overpowered Needham, and he was pretty much on him, but it was a beautiful throw and catch from Destin Wade to Brady Pierce. I'm going to give it about 57 yards, and all of it was in the air because Pierce was tackled as soon as he got it. Wow, Wade is rolling. Yes, he is. He passed the century mark for passing. Not too many times we see that, which is a fantastic thing. Hollis will get the ball at 17, and he catapults his way to the 13. Going back to Mason Richardson, the uh, starting right tackle, I don't know if I would have him in right now. Uh, he's, he's wearing a very – I talked to his pops at the break. He's wearing a some kind of high-powered back brace. So he got cleared to play. I think at this point, you know, he's on the ground a lot. I mean, I would just, I wouldn't risk it. I'd take him out, and I would, I would enjoy the spoils of victory. Here. Well, he just ran into yeah. the back of Richardson. Was Hollis? Yep. He's two yards short. He needed about six, and he got four. Yeah, and it just shows the toughness of Mason Richardson. I mean, that kid is grinding. After this. I would sit in a very, very cold ice bath and then mix that in with about a one-hour shower. You know what I'm saying? I guess. <laughs> ice is key for that back to get better. Ice, ice, baby. It's yes. third down and a long two on the 10. One thirty left in the third. Hollis, no. Wade throws across the, the defense. And listen to the crowd, ladies and gentlemen. It's a touchdown for the King. Brandon King. Brandon King gets behind Needham, wide open in the back of the end zone. Wade connects, and here we go. 40-14, to 14, about to be 41-14. to 14. The Summit Spartan train keeps rolling. Don't do it to him, Wade. 
down to Brady Pierce from Dustin Wade earlier. Wow. And we got a new place kicker. We're going to keep a watch on this. The same Arrington, the guy who kicks off, I believe he was out there. Maybe not. No, it's still, okay. I thought it was. It is Crane still out there. I thought they were going to bring in Arrington, but he was just walking on the field to get ready to kick the ball off. 41-14. Oh, man. There it is. They're, they're playing their, their theme song because it's it's true. All they do is win, win, win. All right, man, I'm leaving. <laughs> this is over. I'll let you do the rest. You got the fourth quarter. <laughs> He's trying show. to get home early. It's your show. Oh, man. I don't stay, stay out as late as you. <laughs> I don't stay out late anymore. I'm getting old. I got baby number four on the way, Congratulations. dude. Congratulations. 43 years yeah. old, and I thought it was a good idea to... No, have another baby girl. We found out last night we're having a girl, and uh, I just always thought it was a good idea to be 60 years old at my kid's high school graduation. Hey. You know what I'm saying? Hey, man, if, if you could, no matter how many kids you pump out, the kids will be great. You, you'll raise them the right way, so everyone needs to be uh, under the parenting or the guidance of how you guys do it. So You try to do it right, you know what yep. I'm saying? Uh, you don't try, you do it. I'm just, try, I'm just trying to be like you, Epley. Uh, well... <laughs> <laughs> We're on the opposite ends there, but I'll tell you, it's uh, congratulations from all the Summit family and 101.7 and everybody, and especially myself, too. So. Thanks, brother. I appreciate it. We're very, very happy. We are very happy. The kick return will go out to the 32-yard line, 116 left in the third. The score is 41-14 in the border battle. It's no battle anymore. It's just the border. It is just the border. We're <laughs> just you, you ain't teasing. He leaves Cummings in, and he leaves all the starters in. So uh, let's zip this one down the field. Let's see if we can get a passing game going. That's probably what Blade's thinking at this point. Nope, he's, he's running. Not, he's running up the middle, <laughs> and a nice collision with Hartwell, and it's Brady Pierce. Brady Pierce is hard from the safety position. He six really yard, does. Yep, six-yard run for Hartwell. He runs downfield. He's, yeah, I mean, like that's why I call him the man of steel. He's just such a at such a tough guy, man, at 180. You know, last year they had um, Jolly. We called the human spark plug, and this year Brady Pierce has really taken that role over for sure. Up the middle, Hartwell, and he's wrestled down, ridden down, should I say, by Keaton Wade. But it will be a first down. Needed four, got four. Yeah, the interesting thing, I, I just thought of this. Like, you know, when I played 20 years ago, rivalry games like this, you know, you're talking trash, you're pushing, you're shoving, you're getting off the, you know, the tackle a little bit later. And as you're getting up, you're pushing his head one more time. I just, I don't see that anymore in high school football. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not... You know, promoting dirty play or anything like that, but you know, we just this. It's different to see the generation how uh, it's uh, not as raw as it was when we played. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, 42 seconds left, and we'll keep it here just for a minute. If not, we will go to a timeout. But we have an injured Spartan. I believe I know the player, and he's getting up, and it is. It's a guy that you don't want to hear, and he's walking, and it's. One of the sack masters for Summit, Maddox Reed, but he's walking on his own power. It's walking weird. Like, I, I want to say a knee or an ankle, but the okay. way he's moving, it's like a hip or something. I don't know. I don't know. But he, he's he's walking off, which is a good sign, but it's a really weird-looking walk, like a baby step thing. And 
I'll get you an update. I'll, I'll, I'll check out where the uh, where the trainers are, are working on them on the sideline. That may be the biggest story, not this game anymore. It's one of your players. You're going to need him to win for sure. And they're going to throw it to Katina. Katina will catch it. And, whoa, what an open field tackle by Dominic Hollis. Gains two. Yeah, Hollis, they move back out to the corner position. They know he can do that because he's got the speed. But can he tackle? And he showed you right there he absolutely can. A great sophomore tackle on the senior wide receiver for the Independence Eagles. That was a great job by Hollis. So that's going to be it. And we head to the fourth quarter in the border battle. We're live. The last home game, senior night. As the fans put up the four, number four, it's 41-14. So just turn the scores around, and you have your score. We'll be back on 101.7. Built upon a solid foundation of cast iron and steel, the Kubota L-Series tractor is the number one selling compact tractor in the U.S. for over 10 years. Powerful Kubota diesel engine ease of operation and your choice of a Kubota gear or HST transmission the durable Kubota L-Series talk to your local Kubota dealer today to schedule a demo go to KubotaUSA.com for full disclaimer call or come by Columbia Kubota or Franklin Kubota or visit them online at ColumbiaKubota.com or FranklinKubota.com hey this is Derek Ransom with 10 Pin Alley voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County we offer 32 bowling lanes giant arcade laser tag bumper cars and a full cafe and bar menu we also specialize in group events kids and adult birthday parties company parties sports team parties and holiday parties we're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at 10pin.com 10 Pin Alley it's where the good times roll the Summit Spartans play on WKOM. With Matt Rogers, here's Mike Epley. On to the fourth quarter we go. 41-14. And Rumble will take the, uh, the sweep. It's on the ground. He's hit. Ball's on the ground. Pierce says they got it. Who's got it? And it's the Summit Spartans. And we start with a turnover. Bring on the offense. Six seconds in. And Summit will get it at the 47. Yeah, and that is uh, just a spitting in the eye, if you will. You can't say the nail in the coffin because that pretty much happened after that drive of hope died. But uh, that's just bad. This is where uh, the wheels come off, which we've seen in every game. Epley. No, I can't say that. It didn't happen against Brentwood. Brentwood played them tight, well, as tight as you could. As tight as, yeah. I yeah. think the talent for what they had, yes. Yeah. Brentwood played them as tight as they could, but in every other game, the wheels fell off. And I know Independence was trying to play it tight and stingy and hope this didn't happen, but you can't turn the ball over against Summit. And still everyone in there, as Wade is still in there. So Gruders now would run the tailback spot. Four yards for Gruders. As we mentioned, Summit will be on a bye next week. Two weeks, we'll head to Shelbyville. And then the last game of the regular season, we will head to Franklin. And there's another, uh, could be a little rivalry, you know. Wade uh, flips it. Coleman's a uh, hitch route. And Graham Snyder. Graham Snyder. Here we go. We're getting some uh, fresh meat in there. But I was going to say Coleman's 
best friend, Alex Melton, now the head coach at Franklin's. A little rivalry, you know. Melton, Melton would love to win that game, right? I would think so. Are, is Franklin still over? They are. I think so. Yeah. It's just tough. Last time I heard, they were on the third string quarterback. I haven't seen it any tape, but that, it's just a tough situation to be in. Absolutely. Think about Summit without Wade. I'm not saying it couldn't be done, but I may have to put Keaton at quarterback. Right. Seriously. King go on the fly sweep. Three tacklers. Uh, gain of two. Yeah, they go on the fly sweep, and this is typically when, and what I think is super smart about Coleman, he takes the ball out of Destin Wade's hands, yes. gives it to his other players. I mean, look at if they didn't miss the extra point, they're right on target with their forty-two point, you know, score. And uh, I would be uh, shocked if I see Destin Wade carry the ball again. Summit has scored on every possession tonight. Yes, they have. And Wade's going to throw it. Wade goes back to King, and it's complete. Down to the 23-yard line, a gain of seven, but it's going to be two yards short. But see, here, here's what uh, what Indy tried to do in the beginning. I remember coaching a football team uh, a couple years ago, and we played another team that actually Braden Needham was on, and they were far superior than us in terms of athletes and skill and you know, they were putting up 50, 60 points a game. We were a team, we were winning football games, but we were putting up, you know, 30 points a game. My goal was to slow, to keep their offense off the field as much as possible and to, and to stay in the game as long as we possibly can And right. because I knew we couldn't stop them on offense. But I thought we could put points on them when we had the ball. So what we found ourselves in is at the very end of the game, it was a tight game because we were able to slow the game down. I think Independence tried to do that tonight, but with turnovers and, you know, turnovers will kill you against a team like Summit. So I think the Independence coaches knew they didn't have the players to caliber to line up, but they tried to do that and they, they missed. Third and two, they handed to Gruders. Gruders got the first down at the 20. So, yeah, the... the the Indy, uh, or I'm sorry, the uh, the Summit uh, train keeps rolling. You know, now they're on the 20-yard line. Wade still gets to touch the ball here in the fourth quarter, and oh, now he's throwing it. There you go. Here he is going to Pierce, one-on-one. Oh, did he catch it one hand? Oh, it went out of his hand. He almost caught it one-handed. Yeah, that would have been a... That's called a highlight reel, Matthew. That is a highlight reel, and the sophomore Needham was covering him again. Again, he's got good coverage, man. That kid's a really good player, and he's the future of the Independence Eagles in terms of defense. A lot of times in his younger age, he, he played a lot of offense on the ball, but I think when you have Trey Hartwell back there, you have guys like Ty Lock would you know Needham's really going to find his role on defense and he's covering Pierce that big uh, catch that Pierce had was just a size difference but uh you know Needham's holding his own when he when he's covering that guy but he was a kid we played against that had that really good team and uh he's just a great player second and 10 John Dippold now out on offense Wade's gonna run it whoa he spins away he goes back left cuts back right here he comes up the middle cuts through two tacklers and he's down to the 11 it just—it's unbelievable. He gained nine yards. It's—it's it's crazy. It's crazy. I mean, it's—it's. They're trying to throw the ball. They're trying to you know keep them you know throwing the ball. And I, I could tell you that Coleman cringes a little bit when he sees Wade on the run this late in the game. Obviously, earlier on you know you're cheering, but this late it's almost like unnecessary. It's like just go down. 
They're going to say Wade got eight yards. He goes to the 12, and it's going to be third down and two. Uh, 15 seconds on the play clock. 8-18 left in the game. It's 41-14. to Summit leads. And this game is over. So how, what's the final score going to be? And honestly, you could probably, whoa, a late snap. But it looks kind of like it was a play design like that. Trying to get Brandon King on the fly sweep, jet sweep. And they say he's going to be short. King, <laughs> baby Wes Welker, right? That's what we were calling him last year. He's been a little bit quieter this year, but uh, he wasn't able to make it happen right there. So fourth down in about a half yard on the 11. 7.39 left in the game. You want to know what I would do? QB Snake Wade? Yeah. Because <laughs> it's automatic, right? Well, unless you... Hollis has run, has run really well. So he's back in the game. I think they, I mean, they get it either way. Well, they're in the phone booth they, again. Their offensive line's incredible. No, they're going to fake it. And Weston Wade and Wade. No, Tell them that what happened. Justin Wade right up the gut with for the, the Titans, touchdown. With the Titans voice. Oh, with the Titans? I give him a little. If you come to the games on Sunday, you hear Epley and I in the booth, it'd be like, touchdown Spartans. There you go. Destin Wade uh, on the 11 yard. What was that? Was that 11 yards? It was 11. <laughs> 11 yard run up the gut. <laughs> He's not. He doesn't say up the gut. No, I won't. <laughs> he will tell you, but that's exactly the voice you hear. <laughs> we have a good time. When I got the opportunity to be the PA announcer for the Titans, and they said, you know, who you want your uh, your oh, spotter to be, nice. I was like, I- I've never seen anybody. And I've worked in football a long time. I've never seen anybody that's just so in tune with the game that knows what's going on like you, Epley. You're the freaking best of the best. I appreciate that. I love working with you. Like, if people listening could see what you do during the game, like, you have a whole sheet. You write every single play, every single player, the game, the loss, the interception, the touchdown. It's incredible. Nine-play drive. I should probably take a picture of your sheet and, like, tweet it so people can see it. If they could read this awful handwriting. <laughs> it's funny. Um, you kind of learn from your parents' stuff. So this is a funny story. I know this is irrelevant, but please stay with me for a second. Yeah. 48-14. This is my story time for the first time. <laughs> I caught my dad, and I know my dad's listening. He's, he's going to know this story. The, how how you find out Santa? My, Santa used to write a letter, uh-huh. and it was all caps. They go, Dad writes it all caps. <laughs> <laughs> I do too, though. So, I, I, but so if I had a kid, they would probably they, they for, when they because I, I noticed one day I was like, yeah, hey, no, it's all caps. My only person who writes in all caps is my dad. And dad was like, oh. well, son, maybe we'll go to the Christmas armadillo instead of Santa now. <laughs> That's exactly right. That's it. But true story. That's how I, I knew that Santa. That's well, awesome. Santa may exist. Well, Mr. Epley, I know you're listening, and even though you blew the Santa Claus secret, (laughs) you created a fantastic son here, (laughs) Mike Epley, and he's one heck of a golfer. I wouldn't say that. I mean, I try to hold my own, but... I enjoy we we enjoy doing this for sure, and I enjoy being being here. Like you said, if you go to the Titans games, you'll hear him uh, live at the stadium. Forty-eight fourteen, the kick is returned to the forty-yard line. Once again, this is the border battle between Summit and Indy. Nine plays for Summit will score. The starters are still in. Katina drops one. He's mad at himself. 
on the far side. Yeah, and this has kind of been the MO for Independence this year. The frustration setting in, especially late in the quarters. Is they had so much they had so much high expectations coming into this year. I think if you would have told them that they were gonna be three and four, they would have never believed that because in seven on seven in the summer they were dominating. They beat Summit by like thirty points in seven on seven. Like they shut them down. And then Keaton Wade. Oh, oh, oh. the quarterback may not get. Hang on. Keaton Wade obliterated the quarterback. The pass was complete, but he is. Oh, he's hurt. Cummings is shaking up bad. I don't think Cummings has been drilled like that this year. And Desar Keaton Wade. Oh, he's that hurt. That hurt. He's. It's one of those where you uh, you get punched in the chest by the bully, and you're like. And you're trying to catch your breath. I can't breathe. I need a timeout. That was one of those for Joe Cummings. I can tell you he went airborne. That's all I'm saying. Hartwell did not get it. Keaton Wade stopped him. He needed four. He got two. Look at Joe. And Cummings is still shaking. Just, you could tell that one hurt, man. I, I hope he's okay. Yeah, they need to watch it because his hands have been on. He's breathing really deep yeah, right now. he's trying fourth, to catch his breath. Fourth and two, and I'm not sure they could throw it with him like this. Keaton Wade goes out of the game on fourth and two. Interesting. And a timeout, and we'll take one as well. 6.02 left in the game, 48-14 the score. We'll be back after these messages. Columbia Foodland is a locally owned and operated family grocery store with a full line of dry, dairy, frozen, meat, and produce items. We focus on keeping the freshest hand-cut meat and produce items daily with the most competitive prices in town. We offer weekly ad specials as well as in-store weekly specials throughout the store. Located at 427 West 7th Street in Columbia in the former Harris Foodland location. Columbia Foodland. We are here and ready to serve the wonderful people of Columbia and the surrounding areas. Hello, I'm Rick Whitley. And I'm Daniel Pollard from Jones and Lang Sporting Goods. We would like to take this opportunity to thank all of you for the many years of support. Since 1966, Jones and Lang has been locally owned and operated and supplying teams from T-ball to college. Stop by and see what we can do for you. We offer a wide variety of services from silk screening and embroidery to our custom trophy and awards department. We're open Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 and Saturday, 9 to noon. Remember, Jones and Lang Sporting Goods, the look of a winner. Welcome back in. It's fourth and two on the 48, and Indy will get it running the football. I think uh, Cummings said, Can I, I don't know if I want to throw this the next couple plays. Yeah. He, I mean, you, you can still see even after a timeout, like when he breathes, you can tell it's, it doesn't feel good. And they took Keaton Wade out for the remainder. Keaton's got to go. Hartwell's going to run it and tackled. That's John Sloan, uh, gain of two. Johnny Sloan finally doesn't have to get double teamed and triple teamed. He makes a play right there. And, of course, a little bit earlier, his brother Sam Sloan with a huge stop. Yeah, it was. That was a big collision. That was <clears throat> that was his hardest hit as Keaton went on the quarterback. 5-18 left in the game. 48-14 to score. And the air horn from Mr. Richardson. <laughs> Mr. Richardson bought that air horn in the offseason, and it's his favorite thing. Screen pass, and that's a tunnel screen up the middle, and that's Lockwood's third catch 
of the second, ha- uh, second ha- half. Yeah, Lockwood uh, just on that quick uh, little slant screen right there. Sloan almost got a piece of that ball, and if, if Lockwood uh, would have broke that last tackle, he might have been off to the races for six. Such a big-looking kid. I mean, when you look at him, too, I mean, he's, he's big. He's only a junior. Indy's in the future of Independence football is looking real nice. I'll tell you that right now. A lot of these kids are coming back, especially at the skill position. Yeah, just need to find a quarterback. Mm-hmm. Hartwell will. goes up the middle and tackled, and that tackle is made by Brady Hendricks, a gain of eleven. They got a quarterback cooking in the oven. Um, ah, forgive me. I don't know who it is. Hold on. Let me look at this sheet. It, um, <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. They, 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 do, have, they do have a really. patience building. I know, but they, I, one of my buddies who's there, he told me about how they do have a solid quarterback. I can't remember what he said. Ah, forgive me. I'm sorry, but they, they do have the, a quarterback in the future. The question is, is uh, can the offensive line get going? Can they can they rebuild this defense? I think the defense has been a, a huge liability for independence this year. And, of course, you know, when you're in the high school program, you want to look to the, uh, the younger players. How are the freshmen doing? How are the sophomores doing? Well, the JV team is undefeated. And they haven't even really been in a close game. I'm talking about independence here. So the future of independence football is looking very, very promising. And Hartwell will go for about four yards after a screen pass to Rummel for about 11. Inside the red zone would be independence. Unfortunately, the score is 48-14. 48-14. Indy knocking on the door. Doing what not too many teams have been able to do, score double digits, and maybe even into the average, 20s. Th- think about this. Their average is 13 a game. Summit. Mm-hmm. Indy pressure. Oh, he's going to run one. Oh, Joe. he gets down. He slides into whole plate. And oh, they're yeah, going to throw a flag. I don't know if I'd have thrown a flag on that hit. I mean, they took him down. But, uh, you know, kudos to Joe Cummings. I mean, he got licked about six or seven plays ago from Keaton Wade. It definitely took his breath away. He's still in there making plays. And he scrambled right there. And his feet actually look pretty nice. Well done. Personal foul. If I'm not mistaken... I can't track my writing to that might be the first penalty against Summit. Yeah, and that I think nah, no, yeah, yeah, I think you're right. And if they don't if they don't commit penalties, they don't make dumb mistakes. I mean, th- this is the outcome that that's going to happen for them. Hartwell with with a bunch of backup players and will score the touchdown from 7 yards. Trey Hartwell, he has been fantastic for Indy tonight. Uh, he's got over 20 carries. I'm going to get you an official stat on him yeah. right now when my my stats upload. But uh, we got three minutes and three seconds. Yeah, Trey Trey Hartwell has done a really really good job tonight running the football. And again, they've relied on him big time tonight uh, running that football. He is now 24 attempts, 114 yards with one touchdown. So he has just been the workhorse tonight for the Independence Eagles and uh, a buddy of mine just texted me when we were talking about that quarterback issue uh, the, the future of the quarterback it's it's number 16 he's a sophomore his name is Cody 
Pagach, if I'm saying that right. It's P-A-G-A-C-H. So let's call it Cody Pagach. And he's a sophomore transfer from Innsworth. So Independence has a lot of good sophomores that are going to be juniors next year. So, again, the 2022-2023 the seasons for Independence, I think you're going to see them rise back to to what they were they only had two regular season losses last year and again when i first moved here it was all about independence they were coming on the they were still going through that 40 game win streak coming off of the state title and um you know blade they, they got a great coaching staff over there they, they really do and i think that uh you know it's going to be interesting to see what happens with summit after the wades leave because it could be an opportunity for Indy to, to really take back uh, making Spring Hill Indy Eagle country to where now it's really flipped to Spartan country. Oh, yeah, no doubt. The Wades could do that to you. Oh, yeah. And, it, I mean, like, that's what it's just, I mean, like, there's always a story. You know, always looking forward to next year. Like, what's going to happen with Kentucky football in 23, 24, 25 when the Wades get there? Because if, if they're able to do. I mean, a half of what they've done at high school, then Kentucky's all of a sudden a good SEC team. And, and they're already, you know, doing well. I think they're 5-0 and right now, 5-0, and and, you know, coming off a big win against Florida. I'm actually going to the Kentucky LSU game tomorrow. I'm getting my first taste of the Keeneland racetrack. Have you ever been there? I haven't, Epley. I'm going to dress up really nice, put my nice cologne on. I'll be at the Rolling Stones show. Yes, you will. You and old Mick Jagger hanging backstage. Oh, Mick. <laughs> Are you and taking Keith, your pops? No, Keith Richards. I'm going with a couple, couple of buddies. One, awesome. I got one guy in town listening, actually on the radio. Um, comes in town for the concert. So 303 left in the uh, game. 48-21 is the score. And they're going to hand it off to Luke McNeely. This is my guy here. He cuts right and left. Oh, he got up. Oh, he fumbled on his first carry, and Indy's got it. Are they giving it to him? He, yes. he ripped it out of his hands. They're giving it to him. He took oh, it away man. from him. That's a great That's a great defensive play. This game's going to look a lot closer if they, if they yeah. keep their starters in, and they are. Blade is going to keep sure. the starters in while the bench comes off for Summit. I'm calling it right now. Joe Cummings is going to take a shot upfield. I would. I mean, why not take a shot? They're all sophomores, clean white pants and clean blue jerseys in the game for Summit. Take a shot right here, Coach. And he is. Yeah. There you go. And incomplete to Katina. I, I just, I don't know. I, for me, I get it, I guess. You're still... 48-21. So once again, uh, we'll be off next week and uh, head to Shelbyville. It's been a long time since we've been on the road. You going to miss me, Epley? I'm a little surprised you didn't invite me to Rolling Stones with the other friends. I'm slightly hurt. You're gone every weekend. Can't get you to come out to scrambles or anything. <laughs> I just can't do it. Where am I going to be next week? I, I have no idea. I mean... I don't even know if Terry knows. Terry, my wife? No, we're going to be together. We're going okay. to Dollywood. Okay. We're going to take the camper, go back to East Tennessee, maybe catch a Maryville game. Who knows? Spy on the competition for the future state title. 
There you go, Rommel catches one for 16 yards, but what a play on the next one as Hartwell goes down. And number 26, Jack Hill, the senior, gets in and puts him down. Your boy Jack Hill, he got a little run last week. I like that. Awesome one, baby. And you are right. Look at the Indies knocking on the door again to Summit. For those of you who bet on the game, 35-point spread, you might be in trouble now. Cummings. Oh, another nice play. And this is by Luke McNeely, who fumbled the ball. He said, you're not scoring on me. I can't believe it. You know, uh, River Katina had an opportunity to come out with a touchdown. He got taken away by the sophomore. And, I mean, these are all sophomores and juniors pretty much in. And uh, Indy's now third and 11, struggling to get to the end zone. What's going on here? It's the future of Summit. <laughs> <laughs> Two minutes left. You ain't teasing. Here we go. And he's going to throw it. And he scores. And that's the touchdown by Rommel. As they start scoring two touchdowns with his backups in. So. Will Indy kick the onside kick? <clears throat> Now, that's Rummel's ninth touchdown, I believe, and the extra point, 48. You want to hear something real funny, Epley? It's kind of breaking the fourth wall here for the audience, but I think it's hilarious. When Summit was up 48-14. That's the scout. The radio station next to us, one of the announcers just left and let the other guy just take it. And now the guy's here by himself. <laughs> because he thought, you know, this game's over and he, and he took off. I just think stuff like that's funny. I got to find a way to entertain the crowd and entertain myself somehow when you're up by five touchdowns calling the game, right? So that's what we do. Hefley <laughs> got up and started walking towards the door. Your dad's probably at home wondering right now. The wheels are falling off of the program right now. What are we doing? Yeah, we have to... Th- well, this is our... What fourth game that we haven't been in the fourth quarter so we have to figure out something i mean the play-by-play here is uh it's a 20-point lead it's actually 48 to 14 but two touchdowns late by indy has got it back into three touchdowns 48 28 would you kick an onside kick here <laughs> why not i mean i think you would i mean Sure. But if they do that, you got to put your starters back. I, wouldn't you think so, or do you just let it go to 14 points? I don't know. No, nah, I, I mean. There's no way the game's going to – maybe not. Maybe these coaches don't care that the score is 48. Pending this extra point would be 28 with 155 left in the game. Let's see here. Uh, I coached a team like this back in California – called Mission Viejo. We are the Mission Viejo Diablos. Mark Sanchez was the quarterback. We had our starting defensive line, two committed to Oregon State. One went to Ohio State, and the other one went to Oregon. My point is, we were the top team in California. We flew up to Washington to play Bellevue, which was the team, was the team that broke the streak for De La Salle. Oh. So... We went up and played them, and we were beating them 53-0 to at halftime. That's how good the, the players were that we had on our team. Here's my point. 
we would get in games like this where it was like 48 to 7, 48 6, and the head coach would be livid if we let them score. So, to your point, I, it all depends on the personality of the coach. Coleman doesn't strike me as that guy. It, it, it don't matter to him whether he wins 48 to 14 or 48 to 35 as long as his players come out healthy and he still has got the dub. I can tell you this, though. He definitely has his eye on having an undefeated season, which is something he's never had. He's got the state title under his belt. One thing he doesn't have under his belt is an undefeated season, and you can coach your entire life and not come across an undefeated season. They are very, very rare to come across between basketball, baseball, uh, flag football, and tackle football. I've coached, I'm going to guess, hundreds of games. And I can count on one finger the amount of undefeated seasons I've had. One finger. The kick goes into the end zone. So there's your answer. It's and backup quarterback will be in. I believe it's Harvey will hand yes. And they're gonna get McNeely another shot at this. No check that. It is Gruders. Eight nine. So Gruders will run it for three yards. Yep, Gruder's running for three yards, and so we need, I mean, to give, we need you give us an update on Maddox Reed, like you promised the audience. So, so we got one minute and thirty seconds. Go ahead, Matt. I really think that they were like it looked like they were working on his thigh or his, or his hip area. I don't know. Obviously, I don't have a, a text, or I'm not down on the field to where I could find that stuff out. But I will shoot a text to Justin Lamb. And see if he can give us some info. Justin Lamb is standing on the 20. So are the Spartans. Rolling down to the 29. That is a gain of about six by Groves. I'll tell you what I don't understand is uh, the starting offensive line remains in. And and one of them being Mason Richardson. Um, I guess the good news is. You know, hopefully his his back isn't as bad as it could be. So that's that's a good sign because I know that Coleman is is checking in with him. Uh, and if you know if Coleman thought he was in danger of really serious hurting himself, he'd take him out. And this will be the final play unless they throw a pass. It's third down and three from the twenty-seven. Summing up by twenty. And here we go, Austin Hardy. This is the future. And we'll hand first down to Gruders to the 33. That's six yards for him, and that is going to do it, should be. And uh, for Maddox Reed, Justin Lamb's telling me might be some sort of a sprain to his leg. All right, well, we'll take our commercial break and the final score before we take the commercial. Summit, 48. Indy, 28. The border battle is over. O-V-E-R. And with a packed house, the Spartans will defend their home field and go on the road for the last two to stay undefeated. We'll be back with the recap and the stats on 101.7 FM. Always great to have a fun rivalry. 
Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. By now you all know about Don, our service truck guy. Well, let me tell you about another member of our service team, and that's Mike Ashley. He's the guy you'll talk to when you call the office. Just call and talk to Mike one time at 931-540-0919, and you'll see why we're lucky to have him here at the Garbage Man. Thanks, Mike, for all you do to keep the Garbage Man first in service. That's 931-540-0919. AMC Roofing. Leaking roof? Missing shingles? AMC Roofing has you covered. Locally owned and operated. We specialize in residential roof repairs and roof maintenance. We are equipped to repair any type of residential roofing systems. And we also handle siding repairs. AMC Roofing can pinpoint leaks and have them fixed guaranteed. There is no job too small. But when you're ready, we also provide full roof replacements. Call or text today for a free estimate. AMC Roofing. Your local roof repair specialist. Call Andrew Costa today, 931-626-0492. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole bar. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. This is J.P. Plant with TriStar Sports Radio. As I travel around southern middle Tennessee and north Alabama covering local and regional sports, sometimes both me and my car need a bit of refueling. Fortunately, there's always a Quick Mart convenience store nearby. Whether it's filling up with a cup of joe or grabbing a chicken tender sandwich with all the fixes. Yep, Quick Mart convenience stores gets me and my car to the next event. Stop in on your next road trip. Quick Mart convenience stores proudly serving Shell gasoline. Welcome back in. We're live here at Summit as the game is over. The border battle, 48-28 is the final. Summit defeats Indy. Summit stays undefeated. We'll go to 8-0 with two games left, one on a bye next week, and then head to Shelbyville and then wrap up with Franklin. For, um, For scoring in the second half for Summit, uh, six plays. Hollis scores the first touchdown, puts Summit up 34-7. Summit comes back with five plays and would Wade to King in the left corner, 41-14, and that's really where it almost ended. Now, two late scores uh, for Indy, but I will say that Destin Wade will score one more, 48. To 14, and then the last two touchdowns right at the end. A Hartwell would score a touchdown, and then Cummings to Rummel for 14 yards. So 48 28 is the final. Summit scores on every possession besides the last two, and that's where Wade went out of the game. So as we have it, five, seven possessions, seven touchdowns. Overall, it's seven and nine. But the last two, Harvey and, and the unit come in. So it's just hard to stop the guys. And a great win for Coach Coleman. And toss it over to you, Matt. Yeah, I mean, it is. I think uh, Independence really came out and, and set the tone that they wanted to do. I thought they had a good 
plan defensively. I thought they had their kids in the right spots to make plays, but unfortunately, you know, Destin Wade and Keaton Wade, they're just, you know, it's it's too much to handle. So as I read these stats off, you know, know that the Summit Spartans are uh, putting on their shirts over their their shoulder pads, and, and it shows that they are the they are the champions of their region, and this crowd is celebrating. They all have their new champion t-shirts on so as i read these stats the stats are a lot closer to be honest than the game indicated total offense for independence was 353 yards to summits 464 again that seems pretty close but the stats are going to seem a lot closer than the game actually was number of plays independence outplayed uh summit in terms of plays they had 60 plays to summits 59 plays they ousted them in the passing game the aerial attack as well summit passed for 200 and uh, i'm sorry uh, independence passed for 232 yards while summit passed for 183 destin wade was very accurate tonight in the air 10 completions for uh, 10 completions on 14 attempts 183 yards and two touchdowns he did not turn the ball over you're not going to see him turn the ball over too many times especially when he carries the ball the top receiver for uh, the Summit Spartans was Brady Pierce, three catches for 79 yards, but it was Tanner Shake and Brandon King that took home those touchdowns. From an injury standpoint, you did have um, we did have Maddox Reed go down with the ankle. It was a sprained ankle. It's a light sprain. He was able to return to the game, so he did finish the game and play. To the uh, Summit Spartans on the ground, you had... Destin Wade, 16 attempts, 139 yards, four rushing touchdowns for Destin Wade. And I would be uh, challenged to see if there's any other running back in Tennessee that has as many touchdowns this year as Destin Wade. I don't have that official stat. I guarantee you he's top three, probably the leading rusher in terms of touchdowns and probably even yards. The baby, the sophomore, Dominic Hollis, 13 attempts, 70 yards with a touchdown. He looked fantastic on the ground tonight. He's getting better and better every single week. You're really starting to see the evolution of Hollis as the sophomore really start to mature and run. Uh, The big star on the ground for Independence was Trey Hartwell. He was the workhorse, 25 attempts, 113 yards, and he found the end zone one time. And then passing the ball for the Independence Eagle, Joseph Cummings, 19 uh, 19 completions, 33 attempts, 232 yards and three touchdowns and one turnover. But that turnover was a really, really big one at a pivotal point in the game that really shifted the momentum in Summit's favor. They already had the momentum, but that one really kind of solidified that advantage that Summit was going to win the football game. So, all in all, the score, 48-28, a lot closer than the actual game was. Matt, what do you take away from this game to move forward? You have a bye week to keep your team still in the motions and then to go on the road for the last two. I know it's not going to be opponents they think might challenge Summit, so you don't want the letdowns to keep the undefeated season going. Yeah, you keep doing what you're doing. You emphasize every game. You do not treat any game differently. We treat the Shelbyville game just like we treated the Ravenwood game, just like we treated the Beach game and the Independence game. Treat every game the same. The one thing that Summit does really well that they have now is they have that poise. They have that focus. I don't plan on seeing kids taking this break off and doing anything stupid 
did, like getting in a recreational basketball game and, you know, hurting a knee or, you know, going paintballing and landing on a tree stump. I, they just don't do that. Summit really showed me a lot last year during COVID how they really came together and they focused on that state championship. And they're going to do the same thing this year. So they're probably really going to enjoy their fall break off like the rest of us are. They're going to stay focused. And again, Going into these next two games, like any other games, it, it should be over by halftime. We're not going to have you next uh, two weeks. We, we're going to miss you on that game for sure. Justin Lamb will fill in for you. But I want to ask you, you win the region tonight. That means you get home field throughout the first couple of rounds. What does home field do? Or do, did Summit need it? Or what will it do? Or what winning the region, what does that do for Summit? There's a couple of things. One, it brings a lot more money to the school, which is fantastic. <laughs> Uh, the second thing it does is, is, it, is it keeps football in Spring Hill. It keeps football at home. It keeps Summit the dominant team in Spring Hill. And it, it just, it, it revive, it, it vibes up your city. It gets people excited about you because, you know, people who, you know, especially recruiting. You know, recruits, there's a lot of kids at Thompson Station Middle School, Heritage Middle School, uh, Legacy Middle School. These schools that, you know, they're not going to have anything to do on Friday night, these eighth graders. And when you come to a summit game and you see these, you know, these juniors and seniors, whether it's a blackout game or a pinkout game or tonight, everyone's wearing neon green, orange, red. Neon night. Yeah, yeah neon night. Like, you're an eighth grader. You're like, I want that. I want to be a part of that. And it, it, it just boosts everything. That's why home field advantage is so important. Yes, it plays a lot in the football game, but in terms of camaraderie and getting recruits in the future, it helps your school a lot. Independence is not going to have that advantage this year. They're, you know, regardless, they're going to finish as the, you know, the four seed. Now when they play Ravenwood, they might bump up to a, to a, a three seed, but Either way, they're going to be on the road the entire playoffs for however long they last. Well, I'll see you in three weeks. I know that sounds a long time. It's so hard to say goodbye. I wish you wouldn't have voted for Fantasia instead of me on American Idol. But 48-28 is the final score. That was the voice of Matt Rogers. <laughs> I'm Mike Epley signing off here. Summit wins the region. We'll take a break. We'll be back in two weeks. Tune in. At 6.50 as we go live from Shelbyville to keep the undefeated season going for the Summit Spartans. We appreciate you listening on FrontPorchRadioTN.com and 101.7 FM.